It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This week in league, Ben Teo fights a three-match ban for fluffing a tiger's pillow. Albie the racist dragon hangs up his hood. Andrew Fafita reveals the West Tigers playing group are divided on everything except losing. And we'll review all of the action from round six of the 2012 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 82 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I am Bald Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're getting that way. Uh, for people who don't realise, Glenn made a rash statement, maybe even on Twitter. I don't think you did on the show, did you? I think it was maybe on Twitter, like after a loss, you know, when yeah. the Tigers started losing. Um, All that time ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, basically, until the Tigers jag a win... You will be uh, keeping the beard. And at yes. the moment, I mean, thankfully, you know, well, not thankfully, but like, luckily for you, it grows at about the rate of a fucking glacier. So, <laughs> so maybe there'll be it something. It doesn't visible. look quite so um, stark at the moment because I have <coughs> let my head grow over the weekend, east long weekend, because I was away camping. And, but yes, when you do have a razor shaved head and a beard shaved in quite professionally I might add it's very stark <laughs> that's professional very much it? <laughs> well it's not at the moment it looks decidedly unprofessional at the moment but you know I'm looking a bit like Keith Galloway minus the ranginess yeah and the size and the ability but you still <laughs> both of you still don't have a soul though oh take it easy <laughs> you got anything else to add at the top of the show no no I've got nothing much to say at all tonight, thank you. I've got plenty to say. Oh, really? And I can't wait to say what it. What a surprise. So let's get into it. News. First story, Ricky Stewart may finish coaching the Blues sooner than we think. Wow. New South Wales officials are prepared for the prospect that Ricky Stewart may exit the Blues to reignite his NRL coaching career after the upcoming State of Origin series with his contract coming to an end this year. Uh, he was the last man to coach them to a victory in 2005. He signed a two-year deal in November 2010 to become their first full-time coach. At the time, he took the job. The former Sydney Roosters and Cronulla mentor had been linked with head coaching positions in Brisbane, South Sydney and Newcastle, and he maintained it was his desire to secure another club role at some point. And the West Tigers <coughs> at one stage. Well, you know, speculate, you know, words of wind, man. But I'm glad you mentioned the West Tigers because at present, there's no vacancies uh, next year in the NRL with uh, Cronulla's anticipated re-signing of Shane Flanagan, meaning all 16 first-grade coaches will have deals running into 2013 or beyond. But However, 
This is a scenario that could change. Parramatta's Stephen Kearney, Tim Sheens, Brian McLennan from New Zealand Warriors, and John Cartwright are facing additional scrutiny, scrutiny given their team's poor start to the season. Fancy Tim Sheens being thrown up in that group of Gronks. Wow. What about Johnny Cartwright? Yeah. Five, five year deal. So is he into the second or third year of that? Second, isn't it? Second, yeah. Still, yeah. See, it's too, still too early to ask. They'll shit can him next year, maybe. I mean, it's too much to pay out otherwise for a club that doesn't have money. Um, He'll be styling if he gets paid out all that money. But look at Bluey. He's only six games into his <laughs> fucking career. And he's looking at the ass. And, um, and they're not going as badly as the other teams on that list, just quietly. And they have shown uh, a fair amount of promise in, in certain games this season, the Warriors, which is more than I can say for some some teams in that group. Yeah. Cough, West Tigers, cough. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they say uh, Jeff Carr said uh, there's no doubt when he took the job that he's a career coach and to coach in the NRL is certainly the ultimate. When he took this job, I don't think there was ever any thought that he might not coach in the NRL again. If you want to be a career coach, there's the sort of things you want to aspire to. What sort of coach are you if you're not a career coach? I don't know. Well, how many blokes do it like just for fun? I don't think anyone would do it for fun. Well, aren't they all fucking career coaches? What a stupid statement. Yeah. I've heard that bandied about plenty of times. Yeah, he's one of those stupid things, isn't it? Um, and what are they saying? You can be an incompetent coach, but you're still a career coach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and then Carr went on to say that Stuart had been invaluable in setting up structures like, uh, you know, the emerging camps and uh, the CRL academies and coordination of programs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And losing six in a row club. Well, he wasn't responsible for six. I mean, Bellamy was, you know, mostly responsible for those. Stuart's played his part. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, let's face it, it's been closer under his under his reign than it was under so-called super coach Bellamy. Yeah, but they still haven't got a win, have they? No. And you know what? They probably fucking won anyway. That's right. <laughs> Next story, Dean Young to retire. There was a press conference called first thing this morning being uh, Tuesday and St. George Illawarra lock Dean Young will retire from rugby league at the end of this season. He made the announcement today that at the ripe old age of 28, his body simply wasn't capable of turning out for the Dragons anymore, despite having a year to run on his current contract. The versatile forward has battled chronic knee injuries throughout his career and admitted he's not been able to play without pain in his left knee since 2006. A modified training schedule had helped him extend his career, which included helping the Dragons to a memorable premiership win in 2010. He contemplated retiring at the end of last year, only to be talked out of it by the Dragons before coming to the decision to hang up the boots after their Round 3 victory over West Tigers. <laughs> Turns out that's all you need. Yeah, that's it. After playing a couple of games, I knew, yeah, I knew. After play, playing a couple of games, I knew with myself that the knee wasn't up to it. Young told reporters, "I wanted to move on. I've been playing in a fair bit of pain for the last six years. I've, I think I've had enough now. I'm glad I made the decision. I'm happy with it and relieved more than anything. I'm really looking forward to finishing off the year with the boys." Clearly, he's been pushed out the door by the playing group because he hasn't been training. I think mean, clearly I mean, that, that's the untold story to it. Clearly, he's gas near the sequel where he must have some backloaded shit coming his way next year. So the club push him out the door before they have to pay that and breach the salary cap like <laughs> they did with Gasney when they got to pay him 50 G's for to win the premiership. And then, you know, maybe we go play on the, the wing in France when he pick Jersey. <clears throat> maybe, he, maybe he will. Maybe he will. Um, Peter Dow said Young was an invaluable member of the squad who'd be hard to replace and he revealed the club had been in talks to extend his time at the joint venture club beyond his current deal. We were on the verge of talking about the future, but he believes he should call an end to his career and his time at the Dragons. So, that's that, I guess. Pretty beloved member of, of the Dragons, certainly amongst the fan base. They all love him. And, they do. Um, 
News was he's always there. played quite well against the Tigers. He's a very consistent performer, given the fact that he doesn't train. I mean, yeah. he's the Owen Craigie of his generation. <laughs> yeah, and... Um, no doubt he'll be sorely missed at, at the Dragons Club. He's, he's you know, a bit, of the, a bit of the glue that's held that team together. And he's, like I said, he's, he's a beloved member of the club and, and the team and very much well-respected by the fan base and his teammates. So, no doubt he'll be sorely missed there. Yep. And when asked for comment, the other 15 clubs sent, huh? <laughs> 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 Meh. Yeah, and fans of the other 15 clubs went, who? <laughs> Dean Young? Didn't he play prop forwards for St. George 15 years ago? <laughs> or 25 years ago? Yeah. Next story, Peter Sterling says that Chris Sandow is overweight. <laughs> Parramatta legend Peter Sterling has blasted marquee recruit Chris Sandow has been too fat and unfit. This happened on Triple M. Uh, and Sterling... Um, Said he'd not lived up to expectation in his brief stint with Parramatta. I think Chris Sandow is overweight, Sterling said, following their 14-6 loss to Newcastle. I think he's playing four or five kilos above what he should be playing, and it affects his sharpness. There's no way you can carry weight in this game, or very few players can, and look at him physically. I may be wrong. He may be the same weight he was when he started last year, but just looking at him, I don't think he was fit. <laughs> okay, Sterling, that's interesting. I mean, that's it's fairly out there for for a legend of the club to come out, and there's been a bit of that going on lately with with you know legends of, of well former legends of of certain clubs coming out and berating the team in various fashion. But I mean, what do you expect? He signed yeah. Chris Sand out to a five hundred and fifty thousand dollar a year contract. Yep. I mean, styling. He'd be running. He'd be driving his stretch Hummer through the drive through at Macca's. <laughs> Yeah, I look. That the they say revenge is a dish best best served cold, but losing's obviously a dish best served with a side of chips and a large chocolate thick shake. Gravy. And gravy. And gravy. <laughs> <laughs> really, is is four kilos hanging around Chris Sandow's waist? Is that the the reason for Parramatta's woes? He doesn't look fat to me. He could be unfit. I mean, because who knows how he's trained, but he doesn't look fat to me. He doesn't. And in four kilos, I mean, imagine wouldn't. Four kilos much. is fuck all right. Imagine exactly. Chris Sandow goes on an aggressive cut and loses four kilo, four kilos in a week, which isn't impossible. Look, look, fighters do it all the time. Exactly. Is that going to make Tim Manor play the fucking ball properly? I don't think so. Mm. Is it going to change the fact you know he's got to deal with guys like Ben Robertson? <laughs> is that going to make the search party come back with Ben Robertson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that Parramatta have a lot of problems, and I think making the scapegoat is probably not the answer. But well, mate, Renny Matua that- take his shirt off. Who knows? <laughs> if if so, Chris, get on the treadmill. You say hopefully. Um, uh, and at the end of the day, we, we you know we questioned whether he was worth that much at the time when the signing came through last year. No, um, we stated he wasn't worth that much. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and you know he's done nothing to disprove that at all. In fact, he's playing right into our hands. Next story: Fafita puts his claws into the tiger. This is the best story of the week for mine. Oh, really? Robbie Farah and Benji Marshall have emphatically denied it, but according to their former teammate Andrew Fafita, the rumours are true. The West Tigers are a divided club. Along with fellow prop Bryce Gibbs, Fafita was unwanted by the Tigers for this season, and the pair have quickly found their feet with resurgent Cronulla, who are now on a four-match hot streak. The Tigers, 1-5 and five to start the season, have struggled with form and injuries in the forwards this year, with many suggesting they made a big mistake by turning their back on game-breaking Fafita and players' favourite Gibbs. Speaking after the Sharks' win over St. George Illawarra on Saturday night, Fafita didn't sugarcoat what he perceives were the differences between his old club and the Sharks. 
We have an unbelievable bond. We're so tight. Compared to the Tigers, everyone's so tight for Feeder Told Channel 9 Sunday Footy Show. We have the same dressing rooms. It's just more of a friendship. We're all just brothers and it's no split groups, no nothing. It's who we are. Fafita's comments won't impress the senior playing group at the Tigers who have publicly taken offence on numerous occasions to innuendo suggesting the squad has broken into factions. The underrated Gibbs has been quietly going about his business for the Sharks since returning from injury and like Fafita had arguably his best performance in Cronulla Colours against the Dragons. He was a passionate club man for the Tigers, popular among teammates in a front row with good line speed and a willingness to get his hands dirty. He's the glue to any team he'll be in, responded his front row partner, Ben Ross, when asked if the Tigers regret letting him go, given their current predicament. He gets the boys together, and we have a lot of fun around him, and he makes us more of a team than people would really see. He's that guy that will put on the sneaky little hit that you need, or do the crappy things that other people don't want to do. He's there and doing that, and it's good to have him by my side. Well, I respect Ben Ross's uh, words on, on Bryce Gibbs. I'm so glad that Bryce has found a place that appreciates his unique talents. <laughs> I feel great for the guy. That's awesome. I love Bryce. Yeah, we'll Never said tear, otherwise. Andrew Fafita, on the other hand, I mean, I've got no doubt the Tigers are probably split into two dressing rooms. One for the first graders and one for the fucking reserve graders where Andrew Fafita played a lot of his football at the Tigers. <laughs> so, uh, look, sour grapes, make good wine as far as I'm concerned. He's probably pissed off that he's, uh, he's been arsehole out of the Tigers and he's got every right to voice his opinion, which is clearly bullshit. Yeah, but the fact he's, he's actually, you know, he's been arsehole in an upward direction... That's got. Uh, Mate, in the words of uh, Robbie Farrah, judges in September. <laughs> yeah. Like in he, Bali. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, like Robbie Farrah says, every freaking season when you get what unceremoniously asshole out of the competition in September. <laughs> uh, Let's see where Cronulla are then. That's all I'm saying. Hey, you're, you're, you're on Cronulla. I don't deny that we're in a bit of trouble at the moment. You're on Cronulla's dick though too, so don't start saying, oh, you know, Cronulla going to fall in a heap. Yeah, it's not because of fucking injury for feeder though, is it? Well, they'll fall in a heap. No, I mean, he'll probably carry him to the fucking finals. And the Tigers will be saying shit. Excellent. Well, that makes there. a hits and misses show. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one that picked the Sharks to come to the finals. I didn't. Yeah, I'm not, I wasn't Andrew Fafita's nuts, though. <laughs> I'm not his nuts. Here you nuts. go. You're just, just holding up saying, your belt of undisputed I'm, nut-hugging I'm, champion of, I'm, I'm just saying the guy, I'm of just 2012. Saying, I'm just saying the guy was just, you know, there. He, uh, he was asked a question and he answered it factually. And it's more than Farrah and Benji have been doing. And I wish I had have asked him about, you know, if, if Benji's rooting people's wives as well, because we probably would have got a candid response to that as well. <laughs> and he was said emphatically, no. He was said, yeah. At my, least not in the dressing room too. I was inhabiting. He was like, I'm glad I'm glad that I didn't get married when I was at the Tigers because I was afraid that Benji would root my wife too. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> ben Teo facing time on the sidelines. Stunned Brisbane Broncos officials have vowed to fight an unprecedented dangerous contact charge that could see hard-hitting utility Ben Teo rubbed out for a month. In a move sure to ignite debate over the future of shoulder charges in rugby league, blah, 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 grade three offence against him for his brutal front-on tackle that knocked out Tigers forward Matt Grote last Friday night. So, everyone knows that story, and by the time this show, you're listening to this show... Wednesday night has come and gone, so you would actually know what the result of it is. So the reason I included it wasn't for, you know, to talk about the Ben Teo tackle per se. It's because but, the Tigers player got knocked out and you just yeah, wanted to stick it. No, up. no, but I want to talk about the um, the shoulder tackle, shoulder charge, and its place in the game and what the deal is. And a lot of people have been debating about it, so I, th- I thought that we could we could have a discussion about shoulder charges okay. in the game. Let's do that. Okay. Well, my position is... Outlawing shoulder charges is fucking bullshit. That's retarded, yes. But not for the reason a lot of people are saying. I mean, Ben Teo should get fucking suspended. 
Because of a shoulder charge? No. Rub out shoulder charges? Hell no. Because the fact is, the initial and only contact in the tackle is with the dude's fucking head and knocked him out. And as far as I'm concerned, if you... I don't care if you hit them with your knee, elbow, shoulder, forearm, Eyebrow. bicep, head. I, I don't care. Penis. But if you make the contact with their head, then do the time. Simple. Well, that is the rule. But I do like to hark back to the 100-minute game. Yeah. Where Simon Dwyer made... Identical. One, well, or maybe not quite as bad. Twenty-five times worse contact. I, I don't think. No, I don't think it was because I mean. Are you kidding? He got. Are you saying the letters is twenty-five times tougher than Grote then? Because he, probably because he wasn't laid. He, he wasn't laid out. He wasn't rubbed out by it. He was knocked out. Well, I mean, knocked out cold. Not knocked no, out cold. He was de- definitely concussed. Though. He was a little bit dizzy, he, but I mean, a little bit dizzy. He was wobbling around with seven wobbly boots on. He backed up the next week, so he couldn't have been concussed. It's letters. There's only so many marbles rattling around in there. They settle quite quickly. But the contact and all the force was from his shoulder straight into his face. And that tackle was lauded as a clutch play. And Blow, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And he should have got seven weeks for it based on this. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, you know, and that's, you know, Simon Dwyer, everyone knows how I feel about that kid. He's, he's great. But yeah. you can't have that and then have... The Pritchard one, not all that long ago, yeah. and then have the the now this TO one, yeah. and each each of them, Treated you know, Dwyer got zero, yeah. Pritchard got a week, a week, yeah. Is is TO's one three times worse than Pritchard's? Come on, I think it probably is. I think it's, it's fairly significantly worse. Yeah, I I disagree, but I don't, I don't think it's got anything to do. The issue's got nothing to do with shoulder charges. No, it's the contact with the head, which exactly. is where the grading comes from, but. But, you know, outlawing shoulder charges is ridiculous. Yeah, it should never happen. And if it does, I mean, we, we I'll blow up you know, the probably would never have seen Sonny Bill Williams play rugby league if not for shoulder charges. And I mean, exactly. what a travesty that would have been. Well, for you. Well. You may see him again. Maybe. Maybe in the Tigers' colours, replacing Gareth. Yeah, probably not. Too maybe much not. money going on Blair. <laughs> if you had Bryce for feeder on there, you know, 200-ish, maybe you could fit him in there. <laughs> <laughs> But no, you've done it now. Yeah, I was disappointed to see that, that Tia got such a harsh grading. Um, and I think if you ask any of the players, the majority of them, well, certainly players not partaking in the game, because I would imagine you have two probably vastly different <laughs> camps yeah. there. But yeah. if you ask any other player in the NRL, they'd probably say, probably sh- should stay on the field. Yeah. Um, and it probably sh- really shouldn't be penalised as part of the game. Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, Tigers and Broncos camps have had two vastly different opinions on that incident. But I um, I think personally the grading was a bit harsh. You know, I don't like to see any player get hurt or concussed or, or you know, in any way, shape or form, least of all, you know, as a result of what's deemed to be foul play. But I think that grading is a bit harsh. Yeah, and I don't think, you know, in intent or anything like that, well, we've discussed that before. Nothing you know, to do with it. You you do argue intent when it suits you, but then you tell me it doesn't come into it. But um, you know we've been part, we've been you know don't want to go over old ground. The Broncos are talking about it, is you know saying that there's no intent. So people people who are defending the TO say you know oh yeah, and no depending intent. on you know if it was against a manly fan you'd probably disagree with them, but it, against a manly fan or a manly player I'd like to see it happen. Plenty of manly. And quite fans. frankly, you first. T Rex got seven weeks for something that didn't even touch a dude's fucking head. Didn't, a guy landed dead flat, didn't get knocked out cold, wasn't rubbed out of the game, sprung back up because nothing happened. Yeah. Well, and he's sitting out seven weeks, so I think T.O. should get 17 weeks for his fucking 
I mean, if we're not going to do it out, it's aberration I mean, of a and, and in fact, the only the only reason I think you're not going so hard line on Tio is because you're secretly delighted to see the fucking great won't be backing up this week. Of course, he's great. I love him. Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, you know, because he's going awesome. No, I mean, what was Give it? the kid a break. I how, think he's been thrown in the deep end, but how, I think he's, go, he's long, tried his guts out. What was but it, he's two, been a bit overmatched. Was it, was it three weeks ago that we called an episode of the show dominated, you know, dedicated mostly to Groat? Well, 50% of it was to Groat, but that didn't come from me. I was ambushed. Well, he certainly got dominated anyway by Ben Tio and um, dominated to the point that maybe you might get some fresh... Uh, I think you should leave Quasi Grado alone. Fresh back. into the... Into yeah, the right. He's a bit out of his depth at the moment, being a, you know... 20-year-old prop playing in, you know, in the toughest game on the planet, but you know he's trying his guts out. <laughs> Give him a break. Yeah, it's time for Adam Blair's time to shine, I guess. <laughs> Recaps. First game Friday night football. The South Sydney Rabbitohs. Friday afternoon football. Yeah. Well, Friday afternoon football, yeah. Friday football. Uh, and the first game, of course, was at 4pm. And it was the South Sydney Rabbitohs 20, defeating the Canary Bulldogs 10. In front of a, a fair crowd, I guess, uh, for ANZ Stadium. 35 and a bit thousand people. Um, this game, the South Sydney Rabbitohs points came through tries to Matt King, a double to Everingham. So glad I drafted him into the fantasy side. How good's uh, he? Oh, sensational. Um, and he had another try there too. He just dropped the ball like Inglis passed him, whatever. He, you know, he was there again. Yep. Uh, conversions, uh, three from three for Adam Reynolds. And he also got a penalty goal for the 20 points in Canterbury. 10 points came from tries to Steve Turner and David Stagg. And one out of two conversions to Steve Turner. Fucking delighted with this result. <laughs> Are you going to carry... How long are you going to carry on with this for? Every At least three years. Loss. Really? Unless he gets sacked early. Yeah. Cool. I told... What part of this jihad's for life don't you understand? <laughs> <laughs> Unless I get hit by a fucking bus or something in the next three years. Excellent. Well, both Des Hasler and I will both be very impressed. <laughs> you going to do your busos exam, will you? <laughs> <laughs> I might just drive it through your office. <laughs> After a promising start, the... the the doggies couldn't overcome the change in momentum offered to the bunnies, and I think South showed a trait that they they haven't really shown certainly in recent seasons by being able to control possession and close out the game. Yeah, and that's probably a credit to Maguire. I think he's, you know, slowly instilling a bit of belief and a bit of steel into the club. And they lost Asatasi as well. He's a big part of their forward pack. Yep, um, and even more so since Burgess was injured. So. Uh, to overcome his injury, it looks like he's going to be out for an extended period too. So Again, um, bad luck with injuries, that dude. Hasn't he? Terrible luck. Like, when he was at the Bulldogs and first went to CRC, he was probably highly regarded as one of the premier props in the game. Maybe even the best at, at, that, yeah, at that, exact, that moment in time. In time yeah. And he has played some really good games for CRC and, and has led them quite well when he's been on the paddy. But jeez, that's some injuries. Yeah. Well, since then, he's been, you know, what, like at least half a season every yeah. time he's been, you know, every season for South. Shocking. I'd... Did, did Hasler get fined 10 grand yet, or did he, he was in line for one? I don't know. I mean, I haven't actually read that it happened, but it, it seemed like it was going to happen. If you were laying out the fines, it would have happened immediately. What a fucking whinging bitch. 
Why won't he just fucking shut his yap and accept the fucking? I, I just love decision. how that happened. Like every week of every season, he was ever at Manly, and you hailed him as a hero I, and a I champion. I've never of the people. seen such a whinging bitch in my entire life. And I love that stupid life. look on your face when you know that this is going to fire people up and get them to absolutely spray you on Twitter. Yet you're still carrying on with that stupid look and your stupid statements. Just like, mate, just fucking move on. Just move on. Oh, you're advising your Des Haslow or people your, your, to move on. Your team's undisciplined, and not only that. Fucking is it what he's it would be his left hand side so he's like his right hand side defence. Carved up. They, 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 they love a fucking bomb, don't they? It's like they got fucking a bunch of lottery securities out there. <laughs> he's had to turn this around, and make it a tiger sing, and I'm gonna follow suit. Like Tim Sheens, Des Hasler, he, he has this knack of deflecting the spotlight from his team's poor performance onto questionable refereeing. Yeah. But like, just let me just let me butt in there for a minute. Do you think there was? You? Do you think that there was questionable refereeing? No, I don't. I can't remember a single of well, one incident, and it was the whole the Mick Ennis thing in the scrum. That's a that's a pretty much the only thing I think. Well, you know, that's well, the, whole, you the Ennis about. tackle on on Reynolds is was was come under scrutiny, but yeah, the one he was blowing up mostly about was the scrum. Um, firstly, I've never noticed Ennis having issues binding in a scrum before. Exactly. Um, but it if it is legit, the scrum penalty was probably both harsh and critical that's in the not course what, of the game. That, that's not what the penalty was for either. It was because, for back chat, was it? Yeah, because Crocker was packing. He was the hooker at the time, and they had him on the footy show on Sunday. And he said it wasn't. It wasn't because of like the packing in. It was, it like he was pulled up for that, and then he's mouthed off, and then the penalty was given. So I mean, it's even deflecting the reason it was fucking given yeah. in the first place. You know, just I think sometimes. I guess probably behind closed doors, he probably would be disappointed in the way they performed in large parts of that game. But publicly, he does anything but criticise the team's performance. I really hate the way this has crept into his game since he's fucking shifted the Bulldogs because it's quietly Yeah, really. I really hate the way that you're so blinded by maroon and white glasses. Because... That same thing used to shit me when he was at Manly, and it's it's, it's really brought it along to Belmore. It's just I just can't. I mean, maybe it's the commute to Belmore that's made him this way. I don't you know think? what. Yeah, I mean, from you know, just proves that palace. sometimes Manly people died in the war. Manly people can cross the spit bridge. He probably still commutes there every day from Manly. He's not dying on his surfboard. Manly. He's a fucking traitor as Judas turncoat. Mm. Very interesting. So, how far has Robbie Farris slipped in the Origin calculations? Ennis is, is badly out of form, coming back from injury. And named as his uh, possible contenders for the Origin right. uh, Origin jersey, uh, Danny Baderas of 287 years of age in the shade. Don't forget the and re- first first six games back in the NRL after three years off and bench hooker, <laughs> bench hooker Ryan Hinchcliffe. <laughs> Ryan Hinchcliffe, I I can't even say it without laughing. How? Is Ryan Hinchcliffe an Origin player and Robbie Farr isn't? They might as well give it to fucking Jamie Burris considering he plays, you know, probably about 13 minutes out of dummy half in a game these days. Maybe he's qualified. I just, I love how the New South Wales selectors think, we can't have Cameron Smith, but we'll get a bloke that plays with him well, the thing, and, and occasionally it, plays the same position. Well, the thing, and then the thing is, yeah, we go, well, we can't have Matt Ballon, he's Cameron's his backup. Who's Matt Ballon's backup? Jamie Bure was there when he was off with the cart. He'll do. He'll probably get the call up. You never know. I mean, Ennis has been Ennis has been hooked. A lot, you know, getting hooked Robbie. Robbie's lately. been ambushed on that. Robbie's gone. I mean, like, Robbie's gone. I mean, yeah, you know, he's he's uh, you know he's interesting. On Maybe he'll get a run when Ricky Stewart's coaching the Tigers next season. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, 
Dogs clearly down. Uh, you know, Desi, he was doing his deflecting thing. Um, the, I don't think the refereeing was that bad. Probably um, hasn't had enough time to to instill, you know, Hasler like traits throughout the club and and get their culture to a point where he had it at Manly after all those years. But they they've had their their really good performances. They started out well in this game and. Um, they're certainly capable of a lot more. I think they're a better side than South, but they've got to show it on the field, you know, and they've exactly. got to come up with the two points. Exactly. And, you know, at the moment, I mean, you know, I don't rate Hodkinson at all, but fuck, he's better than Keating. <laughs> so the fact that he's out is, is affecting them. I mean, because, you know, when, you, when you're subbing Keating in for anybody... You could run 12 players out there and be better than Keating. Yeah. I, I've been saying that for three seasons. And some people, like Sam, Mr. Mm-hmm. Wars... Mm-hmm. He's a nut hugger from way back from the Keating family. Why though? I I don't know. Why does he wear his own why does family? Why does he wear aubergine pants? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Why does he not shave? Yeah. Why does he yeah, do right. his hair that way? Why does he do half the things he does? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, Chris Ke- loving Chris Keating is far from the weirdest thing that guy gets up to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I throw a Twitter? You certainly can. Not a lot, but we had our uh, the evergreen and always tweeting GT three fifty one underscore Johns. What did he have to say? Something about Manly. Pretty damn reasonable, actually. Outplayed by a more, more determined Rabbits outfit today. Disappointed to lose, but shit happens. Bulldogs will be back stronger. He's really stopped ranting a lot this season. I don't know why. Is it because the Bulldogs aren't losing every game? I don't know what it is, but well, it's strange. Signing Hasler is probably hard for him to go hard on Manly now. Yep. And we have one from Vanita, our good friend Vanita, at Nita Beta on uh, Twitter. Clearly one side was less disciplined than the other. Penalties in this game were fair, in my opinion. Hash fuck this Hasler. <laughs> and Hasler did um, take offence to the 7-2 penalty count much like Sheens has over the course of this season when the Tigers have been on seriously Easy which, which refutes people's claims that the Tigers get a free ride from the referees because they have been on the receiving end due mainly to their own ill discipline this year, this year it hasn't been so much the referees ever getting a free ride it's more the judiciary because you know Robbie should have gone for longer. Blair should have been gone for his fucking short um, tackle that he did. Anyway, we'll get to him. Oh, yeah, we will. Okay, let's go on. We've got Three Kings NRL at Three Kings NRL, funnily enough. Is Desi's hairdo behind the doggy's form slump? And that brings another question to mind. Wasn't he going to shave his head when they did some charity shit? Like, you know, they're raising money and he was going to shave his head? What's that happen? Is that like Maybe he didn't raise enough money. Is it like Coney or something? Is it like just going straight into his pocket? What's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the inevitable, Glenn. Yes. Not so good Friday. Brisbane Broncos, 18, defeated the West Tigers, 16. 14. 14, sorry. Can I just say... Yes. I was out. I was camping. You were camping, so you didn't see this game. I did not see the game, but I was following it on Twitter until such times my phone battery went dead. Yep. And I had no means, clearly, uh, to charge it, other than... To plug it into the car and starting the car, and that yeah. just seemed like way too much effort. It was too cold. Um, but still, <laughs> it's it's frustrating to watch the Tigers on TV. But at least then I can watch what's going on, and I can. And you feel like you got some control over what's happening. Well, I can try and put a positive spin on things, but when I'm just getting, I'm I'm getting the actual timeline stuff. Yeah. And it'd have to be. Fucking ninety nine percent, lol at Tigers, right? Yeah, yeah. Tigers people in just decline. To them. Hashtag in decline. Get that one going. It's awesome. Yeah, people love it. Um, Kids go mental for it. 
and then I get my all my at mentions. Yeah. Everyone's like, are you okay? <laughs> oh, don't watch this game. <laughs> oh, what do you don't don't. I hope you're not watching it. Yeah. Oh, is he? Has anyone checked on him? Yeah. <laughs> and Timmy Moulton was clearly having a cracker because, geez, he was copying it. Yeah. Well, he was Moulton for real. Like the bouncing bombs, and then the bounce goes straight you know, into the Broncos. I mean, that was a try. He was he was comical, uh, especially in the first half. Yeah. Uh, but let's see the points of the game. Uh, we had Brisbane Broncos there, eighteen points came through a double to Jack Reed and another try to Dale Copley. Corey Parker was one hundred percent with the boot, one from one. Peter Wallace had a crack, one from two, and Corey also got a penalty goal. Tigers there, fourteen points came from tries to Liam Fulton, Blake Ageford, Tom Humble, and uh, Benji was one of three. A Benji-esque performance with the boot. Very much so. Very much so. Um, Can I just say that Tel Aviv shows less signs of bomb-related stress than Tim Moulton? Yeah, when did that happen, though? I never thought he was so, like, I mean, it was was legitimate, like, Michael Barney-esque performance. Well, I might say that this has been coming since the Warriors game last year. Yep. Um, Well, the Tigers in general just uneasy. Yeah, under the high ball. And the stats will back that up. I think yeah. last season there, there was, even before the whole Chris Ninu looking like a hero, which never happens, um, situation in that final, the yep. Tigers had pretty poor stats dif- yep. diffusing high balls. Jeez, uh, we could have a crack at catching them. Letting them bounce. This is not just the Tigers thing, though. This is symptomatic of, of fullbacks and wingers around the competition lately. Yeah. Why they let them bounce... It's just no one wants to you know, jump up and you know, run the risk of knocking on or whatever. I mean, that's what well, it just, is. I love how these blokes, I'm not saying Tim Moulton specifically, but they're okay to tuck the ball under their arm and run as hard as they can at like a couple of 100 kilo men yeah. that are going to smash them. Yeah. Catching a fucking ball? No. No can do. No. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? With that. Or they'll oh, yeah. stand directly in front of a guy that weighs 120 kilos and wants to run over the top of him and try and pull him down. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Catching a ball. Sorry. Yeah. Not I think happened. it's just, a, they, they just, you know, it's just it's a clearly a lack of confidence. And then from there, they want to... Um, I think the Dragons thing is clearly... It's, it's fucked with Moulton's head. He yeah. hasn't dealt with that at all. And you would have to say, like, certainly coming back from his knee injury, he probably did display, you know, good intestinal fortitude and, and really fought hard to get back but this Dragons thing is just do you reckon the turning point was the actual game against the Dragons where he just got absolutely fucking bucketed oh I think he underestimated the level of well I don't I don't have any sort of uh, I don't think he underestimated anything because remember he was copping it on Twitter for a long time he was I just I think when it was all said and done and he actually had to actually go through it I think it probably hit him a bit harder than maybe what he expected yep um, the fact that the team's not playing well, he's chopped and changed position. There's been things that have been out of his control that have gone against him as well. Um, but on top of that, geez, you know the way to the way to bust out of that and shut people up is to get out there and play your best footy. And he, it's I mean he's not alone in the Tigers lineup at the moment, but he hasn't been he's been far from doing that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the Tigers did show some glimpses, you know, here and there in in patches they defended. Um, a bunch of tackles in a row at one stage, and and there was a couple of attacking plays where they showed, you know, a bit of class. But it was all few and far between, and the Broncos pretty much dominated from start to finish. And they too were a long way from their best, and and that's not a good sign for the Tigers. Yeah. Um, I just I don't think we can wait twenty six weeks twenty six weeks to see the Tigers string eighty minutes together. You know, it's 
They can't just. It may take. They may take that long. Well, it, I think at the rate we're going, we're going to get twenty six weeks, and we won't have eighty minutes cumulative total of of quality football. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's pretty distressing, but um, there is enough good signs there. You know, they played. Uh, a lot of the game with only 15 fit players on the field, great went off and Hino broke his hand. Yep. Um, having Hino and Gareth Ellis out, you know, the way the team responds to that now is, you know, if they respond in a positive manner and stand up as a group, um, you know, or two divided groups, I don't care yep. how the fuck they do it, but to get over our two most inspirational forwards um, yep. being out of the team... Um, it's tough. The way they've been going... You know they, they've certainly dropped their heads for less well, during games. So it's times like it's times like these you could really use like you know a Bryce Gibbs or a Willie Mason. Yeah, well, I yeah. mean, who knows? You know that's yeah. People want that to happen, but or, uh, or a yeah. Jeff Robson. I mean, you know, I don't want to say too much. But, <laughs> um, a lot's been said about Adam Blair's late hit on on Peter Wallace, and there's been I, I saw tweets from both camps saying that Blair was a bit of a cat, and and that Wallace probably took a bit of a dive, but. If this was an isolated incident, I'll probably give him the benefit of the doubt. But he's he's done that every week since since the start of the season. The, the yeah. opposing team's kicker or, or playmaker, he'll be following tracking the play across field. The playmaker will, will, will sling a ball out wide or, or whatever, and Adam Blair will hit him off the ball. Yeah, it's happened without fail every single week. And it's obviously the role that he was, was bought to play. Is that what we bought him for? To be one of these. You know, you knew what you were getting. Previous incarnate. Well, I didn't see a lot of that that sort of thing. Like the chicken wing and the wrestling and all that. I knew that that was at Melbourne. Hitting players off the ball. I don't. I don't agree with that. I don't, yeah, around, that. I don't yeah. want to see that at my club. Around twenty five last year. You know, it was around twenty five. Yeah. Hitting players off the ball when they're off the, the field because they've been sent off. Players off the field, like you know, Glenn Stewart. I mean, you I know, mean that that was an act of heroism it's, it's not his, seen his, since you know, World War Two. Can I, I mean, go, can I go to Twitter now? Six on like, one. No, you cannot go to Twitter because Twitter lit up over this game. I can assure you. Yeah, because people want to <laughs> smash me. I don't understand why I do. You know, Nathan, I'm a lovable person. Yeah, apparently. You've said so yourself once or twice. In, yeah. in a drunken stupor. I just don't know why people are so quick to bash me on Twitter. I'm nothing but polite to you people. <laughs> Then there was some fucking sensational bashing. Not of you per se, but like Tigers. Yes, yes, there was. Anyway, it was a good win to the Broncos. As I said, I think they were a long way from their best. Um, at the moment, they, they you know, certainly on the ladder, they're the second best team in the NRL. Whether they'll be there at the end of the season remains to be seen, but geez, they show a lot of heart and, yeah. they, and they play with a lot of enthusiasm and they never quit on each other. Um, and that was basically what, what spelt the difference between the two teams in the end. The, the Tigers didn't stand up with their heads held high for long enough, and the Broncos did, and they ran away with the win. Yep. Now, we had some... Um, it's funny. We had, we've got a, a follower on Twitter uh, named at uh, TigerBalm05. Yes. And the 05 thing's hilarious, you know, given the Sharkman05 reference. Yes. He went absolutely fucking spastic <laughs> at this game. And to the point where not only was he tweeting us, he was tweeting the West Tigers' official account as well. Yes. And he said things like, this was a tweet to the West Tigers, I'm but one member, but if Blair is wearing Tigers colours next year, I won't be renewing. And then he proceeded to saying, um, are you telling me Lottie is the best option for a winger in our lineup? Bullshit. Fucking how dare you, and sir. And he proceeded, and he's like, please don't tell us it's not time to panic for fuck's sake. <laughs> They've done that three times in the last week. 
Then, you know, not long after that, two tweets later, in fact, was this defence two tries in a hole? Great. Is there a return policy with Blair? Fuck him off now. Nice. And uh, let's, I'm just going to go further down because I'm pretty sure he got one worse than that. Where he went, but maybe he deleted that one because he did say that he then he he, he did say yeah he must have deleted that one because then later on there's a tweet that said, I just read what I wrote I'm a horrible supporter because I'm pretty sure he was dropping c bombs in that one that I can't, that I can't actually quite name wow. he, he went he went ballistic and we got um, at Bush Lemon Broncos for the premiership Tigers for the spoon I don't think either of those scenarios are going to come to fruition but you know. He's probably a Broncos fan. He's got every right to spruik. <laughs> we got uh, Aussie one 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 ninety eight. God, the Tigers are fucking overrated. Whoever said they were competition favourites must have been hit upside the head by Benji at Mackers. Oh, look, we've still got every chance to be undefeated Asterix Premiers. I stand by that. <laughs> there we got uh, Tiger Benji, of course. Tiger underscore Benji. Tigers slowly eliminating the things they're doing wrong from their game. The constant injuries to key players is a worry, however. That's fairly, you know, pretty... Um, Fair and reasonable, and yes, from a well-respected listener of the show too, I might add. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, it's, it's not often that um, you know, he's been fairly critical of, of his side as is, as is his right, obviously as a concerned fan. But um, that was that was fairly. Yeah, I just how big a hole when they finally hit their straps, which I'm confident they will at some point. Yep. Um, whether it's for shits and giggles at the end of the season and and showing everyone how entertaining the West Tigers can be when they play their best footy. Or whether they actually start stringing some wins together and make a serious charge. Yep. Um, how big a hole we find ourselves in when that happens remains to be seen. Yes. Now uh, we had at I love Keefy. K e f f. So K e e f y. What about Keithy's? Uh, He's Keithy's hit on on Gillette with since, the ball. Since I, yeah, the best a man can get, really. But apparently. Keefy, I love Keefy. This guy was going from the second the kickoff happened in this game. He was tweeting, fucking go, there's Keefe, got the ball, Keefe's on, you know, like, just nuts, he really does love Keefe. But, uh, he doesn't call himself, I love Keefe for no reason. I mean, that's not just a clever Twitter handle, let me tell you. But, his tweet at the conclusion of the game was, fucking over this losing shit, gonna start following the Titans or Eels. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love it. I don't know what to say now. Yeah, yeah, gotta love it. Uh, then we got here, um, Eddie NZ has said, uh, Despite Gus Gould's Benji boner and a bullshit penalty count, we still smash the undefeated premiership favourites. Asterisk, hash, Tigers in decline. <laughs> it's catching on. The undefeated asterisk thing is catching on too, I might add. It, People it, are loving it. It's, it's, it's really catching on. I mean, like, it works in so many different, you know, sections of, <laughs> like, you know, like your fantasy team is another one. Yes. Like, it just works in so many different areas. See, uh, that's what happens. You could be one of these wishy-washy, lukewarm people, vanilla sort of... People that just, oh, I just hope my team plays well, you know. Oh, I just hope they do the jersey proud. <laughs> oh, fucking this and that. Oh, support St. George. Whatever. <laughs> or you can put yourself out there and look like a genius, which has never happened. Or you can look like a dickhead, which happens every week. Just like me. Get the T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. I think undefeated T-shirt. I think it's, it's probably going to be the next one. I mean, it seems like it's catching on like a motherfucker. Yes. Um, Let's move or on. Or you could just get a t-shirt that says Glenn's a dickhead. Just get a plain white tee with a text though, that'll do. Or oh, like the stab 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 Glenn's feelings in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Super Saturday, uh, the first game we had there was uh, 
a lovely exhibition of football genius when the Sydney Roosters, 18, defeated the Gold Coast Titans, 12, <laughs> in front of an official crowd of 11,748. And uh, the revised this week in league crowd of... That's it, three. Th- oh, yeah, three's a bit harsh. It didn't look like there were many people though. At least from the <laughs> this camera week angle. in revised crowd figures. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it didn't. It, it certainly. It was. It was the standard kind of Titans crowd. I mean, you know, maybe next time I'll go down there if the game is is as bad as they they can be. I might personally go walk around the field and count every single person. Well, there if and get it's an as entertaining count. as this game, you probably have the inclination to do so, Nathan. Exactly. Exactly. Now the points. The Roosters' 18 points came from tries to a double to two dads. He's finally starting to emerge from his uh, year-long hibernation. Anthony Minicello, the count, got one as well. Uh, everyone missed a field goal. And Brayton Astor, who was perfect with the boot, though, three of three as far as conversions are concerned, versus the Titans. They had a double to Mead and two conversions from two by Scotty Prince. Big story out of this game. Frank Paul Newasala played a large portion of the game with a broken jaw. Yep. Which had people comparing him to uh, Johnny Sattler. Yeah. Which I, mean, I think is a little bit over the top. You're playing Titans, mate. Settle down. Johnny Sattler did it in a grand final. Oh. Playing for South Sydney. Yeah. And Frank Paul did it for the Roosters playing nothing game against a nothing club. <laughs> Gee, that's harsh. That's going to get him going. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is a bit harsh to take that back. The Titans have value, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was... Uh, at the end of the day, I don't think anyone's ever doubted Frank Paul's toughness or his denseness. I mean, yeah. there's been an article in the paper today about, you know, players playing with concussions and broken jaws and, yep. and severe injuries and stuff like that and how much long-term damage they're doing. Yep. Um, there's an element to that, but you can't argue with his toughness. No, no. I mean, I don't think that was the biggest story. Actually, you know, it may have been the biggest story coming out of the game. Before just you start hating on me, I don't think the Titans are a nothing club. I'm not going to start hating on you. No, I'm just saying. I've, I've already, Titans I've, fans. I've, I've disclaimer, chast- disclaimer. I say lots of dumb shit. Yeah. Um, this game, you know, the scoreboard was a lot closer than the game deserved to be. I mean, the Roosters were always in control. And a lot of people will cling to the final eight minutes where, you know, the Titans finally got a try. And, then, you know, oh, they almost they almost evened it up. Well, no, they had the opportunity to mount one play to even it up at the end. And it was covered easily by the count. So it wasn't a close game. Um Sean Kennedy, as you said, uh, showing some signs of a return to his best form, as is Mitchell Pearce. Um, I just worry about the Roosters, whether they've got the experience in the forwards to, to lay much of a platform to, to take advantage of, of the, those sort of guys' return to form against the better teams in the NRL. Yeah. Um, I just They don't really have a forward leader as such. Letters is probably... Letters has stepped is, up to is be as close as, yeah. as they're getting to it at the moment. Yeah. He's still... What twenty one, twenty two? It doesn't Fairly matter. Though. I mean, you know, if he's going to step up there and do it, then you know, so be it. He's, I mean, at the end of the day, he's played for his country. He's, he's played in the grand final at this stage of his career. So, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know that they have a standout forward leader week in, week out that's going to lead the way for for the younger guys in the pack and and lay that platform that you know guys like Pierce and Nasta, Sean Kenny Dow can take advantage of. Yep. Um, no shortage of effort. For, for much of the Titans' games this season, I think, um, you know, whilst they probably aren't the most entertaining team in the comp, despite some of the flair that they've got in, in various positions. Um, and Idris showed some good passages of play as well in this yeah. game, a couple of big hits. And, and a lot of people, yeah, and a lot of people point to that hit that he uh, put on a Nasta as he was sort of... It know, was pretty freaking impressive. It was one of those hits, though, that was, you know... 
it was always going to happen. And Nash yeah. was running sideways. Yeah, that's it. You know, he like just lined him up and, and belted and him. And he just waited for him and, you know, belted but him. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we watch rugby league, to yeah. see hits like that, <laughs> regardless <laughs> of how they come about. It's a bloody impressive hit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just don't... I just think what they're most guilty of, certainly on the field, is, is some periods in games where their concentration and all their intensity drops off and they concede soft points. Um that try to Sean Kenny Dow from from dummy half should never be scored Soft. if they're serious. Yeah, you know, and just sort of telescope the arm and, out and just put it know, down. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm not talking out of school. The Tigers have conceded plenty of those yeah. tries, and I'm just as critical of of them. Uh, well, two in dummy those half situations tries last well. week, wasn't Sorry? it? Sorry, was it last week the two dummy half tries? Well, Isaac Luke yeah. scored two. The Dragons scored two or three through the centre of the ruck. Yeah, soft as you like. So, yeah. Um, they're you not know, soft, man. They're not soft. They're not the so. only. <laughs> yeah. They're not the only team doing it, but um, I think that's what's what's costing them. Just those periods in in games. And know, the Roosters only, as well scored you know, two tries very quickly spots, too. But sorry. And the Roosters scored two tries very like back yeah. to back at one point. So you know, so they're not as far off as what people might think. I just yeah. I, I they've got all the tools there. They've got you know a, a legitimate. Playmaker in Princey, um, Bailey is is a forward leader, but I just Bailey's wonder if they're on the wrong side ba- of thirty. Bailey, at least. Bailey is the only shining light in that team at the moment. Yeah, I mean, admittedly, and every minute of every miss. game that he's played for that club, he's le- he leaves it, he leaves nothing in the tank. Yeah, and, and he was the guy that was beaten badly and wrong footed though for the, the Minicello try. Yeah, I mean, but um, but other than that, Anthony Minicello's beaten plenty of players with yeah. footwork. But but other than that, I mean, he was you know he was the only guy. I remember he caught someone in the in goal, probably Minicello in the in goal area, at a point of the game when he was literally the only person chasing down the the Scott Prince kick. Back in the Titans' uh, glory day, glory days, early in their existence, um, obviously two thousand seven. I've explained before. Nicklin decided she wanted to be a Titans fan. We had Titans season tickets and went down yep. there and watched them. Um, in in those early days. When Luke Bailey went off the field for his spell, it, then the whole team dropped. Yeah, you know, such is his influence over the playing group. Yeah, um, just one of those guys. Every club has one, or at least one. Yep. Um, just always gives, you know, hundred and ten percent. It's it's disappointing that you know the results aren't going the the Titans' way at the moment. You know, with guys like that in their team, and you know, you can't can't say they're not trying it's just not coming together for them yeah. um the off-field stuff's got to be having a top you know taking its toll um you know they're showing up to, to home games with you know with not a great deal of support in, that yep. they had become accustomed to when they when they were flying high towards the top of the comp yep um so that doesn't feel players with a great deal of enthusiasm. I'm, I'm guessing. I know they're professionals, but I mean the fact yeah, that, that, that it's got to be tough for them with everything that's going on in and around the club. Well, the fact at the moment that Prince couldn't organise a route in a brothel with a fistful of fifty dollar bills. I mean that's got to be affecting them. You've been quite harsh on Princey, I think. He's fucking hopeless this year, and for what last year, I think. Well, I well, th- well. I think he's done. I refuse to criticise Scott Prince. I think he's done. I refuse. To- oh wow. I think it's time to go to England. Quite honestly, I think it's time to come back to the Tigers. I might have to. drop him into Resi's or something. You know, do something. Try well, to spark him up. Fucking something. There is absolutely no way that Scott Prince is going to get dropped well, to reserve well, grade at the Gold Coast Titans. Well, no, but I mean, might as well shut the doors. I'm just saying that you know he needs a he needs a rocket up the ass, man. I think that's a bit harsh. Can someone get this fucking cat out of here? The fairy cobra has come down he to has. Uh, to fucking assault you again. It's annoying the piss out of me. Where'd she go? 
Get away from my beanie. Oh, my God. Piss on it. <laughs> Come here. Get away. <laughs> Knocking over my shit. So, yeah. Um, Stupid animal. Can I throw it, can I throw it to uh, Absolutely. Twitter? At Rooster Supporter. Rooster <laughs> R-O-O-S-T-A Supporter. Operation Bums on Seats is in full effect. Attend the game and watch Ben Iken stumble his way through a monologue. Cookie. Fox Sports have really... They've dropped the ball. They have They're, really recruited poorly. I mean, Mark Guy. Can I just say? Mark Guy, he's a good get for him. I mean, like, he was great on the roast and everything. So, you know, fair enough. Matty Johns, see, I've never, I was never a massive fan of, the, like, the skits and the characters and that sort of shit, so, and, which he's not doing anyway. Now he's, he's trying to be hard. underwhelming. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. The people they kept. Ben Iken, Mark Gasnier. You, are you kidding me? Adam McDougall on Monday Night Football. How's that fucking guy get a job broadcasting? It's ridiculous. Unbelievable. So, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, exactly right. They are the West Tigers of, of rugby league broadcasting. Exactly <laughs> Poor right. recruiting. At the moment, they sure are. Cookie underscore rooster. It's a good to see they had the worst refs on the worst game of the round. Go forward before going sideways, both teams. This is critical roosters fans, and they, they actually won this game. Then we've got Berkeley underscore eagle. Last time I tipped the Titans in 2012, they're a fucking rabble. A better team would have put 50 on them tonight. True that. Dragons underscore Red V. I thought the Titans put up a bit of a fight. I bet the four people there were thrilled to see such a close game. Uh, and then we've got a Rooster supporters chimed in again later on and said, surprisingly, even stats at the end of the game. Titans definitely need more Baileys to fix up the missed tackles. Yes. I don't know if they mean the alcoholic beverage or <laughs> or ball bailey. <laughs> not not the not served with milk. Yeah, uh, one oh two Megan. Wow, what an exciting game. Roosters v Titans. And by exciting in quotes, I mean fucking boring. And then wow. uh we got uh Michael Darren seventy nine, who is having a bit of a Twitter romance with one oh two Megan at the moment. I think he fell in love with her when she sent in the voice message last season. Okay. And uh he who said, didn't yeah, well, yeah, exactly. He said, I, I mean, if I hadn't met Megan personally and realised that she was a bitch, I mean, <laughs> I'd probably agree with that sentiment. That's harsh. You're so harsh to people. I couldn't even get up for that game with a bottle of Viagra. Still waiting for the Tonight Show with Jamal Idris. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's a good point. I mean, that when when's that going to eventuate? The whole, you know, the TV star they're going to make him, you know, as part of his contract. Yes. They don't want to breach their contract. They better get him on telly real quick. Maybe it's shown on local... Gold Coast TV. Maybe. Maybe it's not shown on anything. Maybe Hopefully. it doesn't exist. Maybe they got a studio set up and it's just like, yeah, it's an awesome show. And people, and people come to yeah. and go, oh man, great show. I love your show this week. <laughs> and Jamal's far too busy to watch TV, so he's yeah. a no. Yeah. And the cameras and are just like, you know, like. And they've just got cameras made out of cardboard. Cardboard boxes with like a <laughs> toilet roll. <laughs> toilet roll thing in there. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know what you're saying. Same page. Welcome to Jamal TV. <laughs> Well, Superfest is out here. Maybe you can be like, you know, Buster Rhymes' stunt double while he's out here. Maybe. Is he out here? I don't know. Next game, Cronulla Sutherland Sharks 12 defeated the St. George Illawarra Dragons 0 in front of a sellout, a purportedly sellout crowd of 21,380 people. Such an odd number, you know, to be like the, the, the sellout figure. It was probably 20,000 um, capacity and they shoved another 1,000 or so in there. It's as full as I've ever seen it. So, I mean, honestly, um, now... Say what you want to be at the Sharkies, but how good is it to see, like, supporters of a club, you know... Jump on the bandwagon real quick. Ridden out the tough times, but getting out there and supporting him. It was a good week for the Sharks. It was, it was. uh, And uh, St. George Illawarra, they had points scored through 
nobody because <laughs> they didn't get a single goddamn point. Not even a penalty goal. Not even a penalty goal, Not a field which goal. is surprising. No, no, field no, field, no field goals. Um, so we left the situation. Uh, Cronulla Sutherland Sharks getting their 12 points through tries to John Morris and Wade Graham. Carney was two of two on the conversions. Sensational effort from Sharkies. I mean, it was a pretty sort of sort of game as they are at Shark Park with the Dragons, um, much like round three, I think it was last yes. year, where they sort of edged them out about 16-10. Um, same sort of thing, but in this occasion, I mean, Dragons, they just didn't have anything. The Sharkies, their progression continues, I think. They they outground the Dragons, and that's, that's another string to their bow in 2012 and probably shows that they are going a long way to, to proving they're the real deal this season. Um I know that the Dragons probably aren't renowned as, as an excitement machine as far as attacking display, but they still held them to nil. Yep. Um, and they took advantage of their opportunities on the back of Paul Gallen, who yet again ran for another 200 or so metres. Fifth time in a row. Fifth straight week. Yep. Um, and still scored less Dalian points than Colin Best. Yeah. Which Abs- is one of the greatest rugby league travesties in yep. the history of the game. They're clearly taking his, his uh, efforts you know, for granted, yes. I think. Um, I think so. Oh, it's, it's, it's I look mystifying. forward to the Colin Best statue being erected outside of Shark Park. It, it is just mystifying. Oh, he's done 200, 200 plus metres, you know, fifth week in a row, first time in history has been done. Oh, well, you know, he, he did it four weeks before that, so let's not reward him too much for being the fucking backbone of our side. Fucking any, any Colin Best statue will clearly be erected out of oily rags. Yeah, no, at Dragons best. fans. Dragons at fans. best, Nathan. Yeah, oh yeah, oily rags. So what are they going to make the fucking Jeff Robson statue out of then? Well, I mean, he's a fucking true, true genius, playing alongside Todd Carney. <laughs> yeah, it's like Rain Man. He's, he's, <laughs> he's like released his inner Peter Sterling. <laughs> Never happened at Parramatta. Yeah, so um, Dragons fans will cling to uh, some refereeing decisions that occurred on the night. Um, if Jess Robinson's Rain Man, does that make Todd Carney Tom Cruise? Yeah. He would have jumped on a few couches on the piss, wouldn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah but after this game, for one. Nor <laughs> <laughs> these couches would have been jumping. Now, I'm... Um, First thing I'd like to say to the Dragons fans... Uh, Shut up. The next no, thing you'd like to say is... There were probably two forward passes for that try, for that first try to John Morris. The last pass especially was, you know, gridiron-esque. But, you know, it's the Sharky, so we let him go. But the one they're really blown up about is this no-try decision that went against Jason Nightingale. And it did appear on the video referee that he had somehow miraculously kept his weight on his on the ball of his feet and you know, his heel never went down and touched the line and he planted the ball down. So in my opinion, yeah, it was a fair try. But the thing that the Dragons fans don't want to hear is that before that try was scored, the very beginning of that set, Cronulla kicked him the in goal. Brent Morris ushered it over the dead ball line, fucking clearly, I thought. And for some reason, it was a 20-metre 20, 20 tap and not a dropout. So um, Look, they never would have been in that position to score that. Uh, if you're a nicer try. bloke, I'd like you better, but you're not, so yeah. I don't. Okay, where's your point going? Well, I mean, fucking ifs, buts, and maybes. Twelve nil. That's all that yeah. matters. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, and um, do you have anything else to say about the game, or can I switch to uh, the, the voluminous Twitter remarks that we have here to go oh, through? Look. As I said, it was great to see Toyota Stadium packed out, and they saw the first forty twenty kick by a shark in in something like two seasons. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? Actually, other than another thing, they got their sponsor. They got Fisherman's That's, Friend on that board. That was my next point. Oh, yeah, actually, you go make possibly one of the greatest sponsorship deals in history. Well, you know, there's there's a couple sharks aren't exactly renowned as being the friends of fishermen, but yeah, and I actually thought their sponsor was going to be um like yeah, Paul Mellor's wife or something. I mean, Why is she, that, Nathan? 
Well, you know, Andrew Eddinghausen's known for his fishing and she's pretty friendly towards him. <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet irony. Um, I hope that they, they really take advantage of this sponsorship and that uh, chick in the uh, latex suit that swings the fish around... What? Hopefully they get about 15 of them in the Fisherman's Friends ads. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they get about 15 of those girls but the, replace the Sharky's cheerleaders. The only downside to sponsorship I can see is, I, I, honestly, it's just the logo's too small on the jersey or whatever. It's still, it just looks like something oh, weird. But they've got on. a couple of... Give them time. Give them time, Nathan. Put a fucking It's the Sharkies. Just fucking a, do it. They had someone's grandmother iron those on shortly before kickoff. <laughs> yeah, none of them peeled off either, at least that the I And they just peeled that logo off the packet. Yeah, well, fisherman's friend. I thought they'd been thrown in there pretty quickly, and I was, I was wondering if you were going to see any you know, sort of peel off a la Melbourne Storm's efforts. But um, no. I remembered who that was actually. I said, uh, was it last week? Um, I, I wrongly accused the Bulldogs of having um, poor number application. It was actually the Cowboys in, against the Broncos at Suncorp. There you go. Their numbers were peeling off left, right, right center. Sorry, thanks, for, thanks, thanks, for, thanks for clearing that up. I'm yeah. sure no one cares. No. But no. I, I just. At least know. of all me. One last point on this game. Gardner's injury, huge play. For Crucial injury to the for a side that's still learning how to play consistent footy. They've they've had some good wins. Um, you know, part of that process is keeping the the integral members of their side together. Yep. Uh, of which Nathan Gardner is definitely one. Absolutely. One of their prime attacking weapons, and for him to be uh, out for the season, as it looks at the moment, I think they, they're saying ruptured ACL. So <clears throat> terrible news for, a very for, long time. for him, and also for the Sharkies. Be interesting to see who they uh, who they get to replace him. Exactly. Okay, now Twitter, your mate Cambo ninety six comes in with a very valid point. I might add. I hope that Gronk Shane Richardson is at Shark Park tonight. A suburban crowds pack. Suburban crowds packed. I assume is what our game is all about. Yes. And um and that's a and illegible bring, tweets. Yeah. Well, Cambo well, we didn't bring we didn't bring that up in the, in the news section because it was kind of old news by the time we got to it. But yeah, Shane Richardson came out and said that you know the NRL should look to you know making sure all the you know games are played at uh, ANZ or Sydney Football Stadium. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. So, yeah, just shut the fuck up, motherfucker. Okay. Um, and then even more reasonable, Cambo ninety six comes back. You know, several minutes later and said, "I love watching the Sharks in twenty twelve. Them and Souths play such a great style of football, hard and tough. Hacked." Bend me over, Hopper. Hat. <laughs> the Sharks deserve to win, but fuck me dead. Those hash cheating pricks in pink were bad. Only a matter of time till they do it to us again. Then we had our Dragons underscore Red V. I love how a Manly fan jumped in to complain. About that. Jumped in to a Cronulla and Dragons game to Cron- to to bitch about Manly's uh, being duped by referees. Fighting the only, good fight, Hopper. Only a manly fan could Fighting do Fighting the good fight. And Dragons underscore Red V said, Glenn's predictions were spot on. Sharks are actually good. And the Tigers, never mind, he's still a fucking idiot. Hash Tigers in decline. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? That's uh, Dragons underscore Red V. Wow. A keen listener of the show. They've clearly picked up on several you know, nuances of, of, of every episode. Because they managed to get the, your prediction plus the rest of it. Yes. At Devon Head. AKA Trotters, Sharks deserve the win and show they may be the real deal. Dragons continue their Jekyll and Hyde, Jekyll and Hyde start to the season. So yeah, that's pretty. That's you know fairly reasonable. Yes. Sportsmanship there from uh, Devonhead. Aussie one 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 nine eight. Shit performance. Dragons. Seriously, their fucking strategy when the Sharks twenty was to throw to a prop and hope for the best. 
That's what I expected to hear from Dragons fans more. And uh, at Cruzy06, the Dragons got an early Easter present last last night, I assume, courtesy of Gallon and Co. with a big fat egg with no soft centers. He's really tried to put something together there. The Dragons, I don't want to say yeah. too much. Anyway, Sunday, first game we had there, uh, the early game at uh, within New Zealand. Sorry, at Canberra. Sorry, Canberra Raiders thirty-two defeating the New Zealand Warriors twelve in front of a crowd of just over ten thousand people. Now, this one, Canberra Canberra Raiders, tons tons of points here. We had a double to Reese Robinson, double to Jared Croker. Blake Ferguson got a try, Josh Papali got a try, and Jack Whiten. Jared Croker, terrible day with the boot, and in fact, he did state that he expected to get absolutely hauled over the coals by uh, kicking coach Daryl Halligan. Two out of seven. I mean, that's the sort of thing that Benji Marshall would look at and go, wow, that's a good day out. <laughs> and the New Zealand- <laughs> He's fucking relentless on Benji's kicking. <laughs> I really am. He's shit. The New Zealand Warriors, 12 points came from a try to Maloney, a try to Ben Henry, and two from two for James Maloney, who has said after this game that he's conceded that he will not be playing State of Origin football after his performances over the last couple of weeks. Duh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I well, know, but he's now. He was one of you know. At, at one stage, he was like, yeah, first guy I picked when he was giving me like ninety points in Supercoach and shit. He was yeah, all, yeah. He was he was good to go. Yeah, I'll, look, he's eligible for New South Wales, right? Yes, <laughs> I'll pick yeah. anyone. Um, the Raiders, when they're on, they come on in waves of attack better than as well as good as any side in the NRL. Yeah, they just. They're hard to stop when they got momentum and, yeah. they, and they get on a roll. Yeah. Their attack just clicks into gear and, and they're, they're good to watch. The Warriors, we've already spoken about Bluey McLennan, shaky ground after six games. Yeah, more rocks than diamonds lately. And usually they're sort of up and down, but at the moment they're in a real... Well, it's kind of similar to last year. I remember they lost five in a row around this stage last year as well. Yeah, and the people writing them off. So. I mean, you know, yeah. teams that lose five in a row and then go on and make the grand final. I mean, you know, history could repeat itself. Deja vu all over again. With the uh, undefeated with the, with, with, the wari- with the Warriors getting up there into the grand final again. Is that what you're saying? That's, that's not actually not what I'm I saying. Fa- no. I fail to see your point. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, okay then. Um, I, fa- I refuse to see your point. <laughs> Reese Robinson, how good's he going? Fantastic. He's, he's helping everyone forget that Dugan's out. No, that other I just wonder what happens to him. Beg your pardon? I said, they need that other tampon. They would have forgotten his name by the time he's ready to come back into the side. <laughs> I just wonder where he goes. He, he, he's got to have a wing spot by the time yeah. Dugan comes back. That, that'll be it, yeah. He he's playing good footy. And if there's ever a guy that deserves um, to be rewarded with a consistent first-grade spot based on his performances, yep. um, you know, he's been in and out of that side, played a fair bit of Reggie's. Yep. And, you know, he's, he's certainly obviously taken that to heart and he's making every post a winner at the moment. Ferguson. One of the game's true speedsters. Uh, yeah. Clearly not. Yeah, yeah. I remember when the entire Speed, Tigers... Speedy mouth. I remember when the entire entire Tigers squad couldn't run Blake Ferguson down when he took an intercept yeah. on his own trial line and ran the length of the field and scored. Mm-hmm. And that includes players the ilk of Chris Betty White-Lawrence. Yeah. Um, Marshall, Tim Maltzen, Blake Ashford, that pre, to name pre, but a few. Is that pre-hip replacement or post-hip Actually, I think it was. <laughs> um, couldn't run... Couldn't outrun Manu Vatabai. No. Well, Manu's not the slowest guy in the world. I would have thought over a, over an extended distance, yeah. Blake Ferguson would have his number. Yeah, I just think Blake Ferguson is mentally Manu, all there. Manu, what a chase. I, just, I, don't think, I don't think Ferguson's mentally all there. Like, as far as, you know, commitment to do, like, the hard stuff. Really? Yeah. 
What well, a clearly, revelation, Nathan. I mean, remember the way he left, you know, the way he left Cronulla. I mean, I'm not even a Cronulla fan. I don't know if you give him for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I guess there's a, there's a classy way to do things and uh, <laughs> because you're telling the club you're leaving that, you know, you're going to win a premiership because it's never yeah. going to happen there. I mean, say that to... Look at the table now. Say that like, to the Cronulla Sharks yeah, nowadays. Yeah, Proudly exactly. brought to you by Fisherman's Friends. <laughs> friends, they got more than one friend, have they? Well, Sharkies probably do. Mm. Okay. Um, are you finished? Can I go to Twitter? No. Josh Papali. What about him? You were on him last year. You are on him again. I like him. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's got to be one of the unsung heroes of the Raiders. Come up with a, a, a clutch try at an important time of the game. Um, he's always there in defence. He's always there for a tough hit-up. Yeah, good player. Yeah, only young too. Yeah, very. I mean, well, he's, he's one of that. He's one of those ones that came from the uh, the all conquering twenty side from what two years ago now. Yeah, yeah. He's probably um, less heralded than some of the other guys that come out that side, but he's um, every bit as good. He's right. I, I really like, like him know, as a player. Yeah, well, he made a name for himself last year, you know, sort of late late last year. Was it? You know, yeah. if not season. for Cleary's performances at Penrith, doesn't he look like a fucking genius now? <laughs> Maybe he has more to do with the Warriors' success than uh, we previously gave him credit yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. You rain in those Gronks. Because, yeah, I mean, well, you know, this game and, you know, what may be two preceding it, Maloney and uh, Matteo been very disappointing. Yes. And that's gone through, you know. And, and this thing, is you speaking as a super coach. This is me speaking as their, as their coach. Well, I should say as their former coach. Well, Maloney, I think, is benched and I think Matteo's gone. I think I, I think I gave him the ass. Uh, I think I shifted uh, from memory. I think I shifted, um, maybe I shifted Maloney into 5'8". And then I think uh, with all that Matteo money, I think I grabbed. Uh, well, I got Croker and uh, into centres. He's uh, he's av- he's got a high average, and uh, yeah, he someone... still looks like a whiny prat. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. And I got someone else good too. But I can't. Are you still was. going about Supercoach? Let's move on. Fucking shut up. The what part Mike... of move on did you not get? Shut it. The Mike underscore NZ. So pissed off right now. Starting to lose all faith in Bluey McLennan. Starting to feel like a Tigers fan. <laughs> Oh, the people, they smack you when they're not even smacking. <laughs> SHS Mike. The Raiders have a week on, then a week off. I think Croker's kicking game is on, is on the week off as he's having a total Benji. <laughs> and I would also like to add... Exclusively isn't it? smashing me for no reason. Exactly. Unnecessarily, uh, too, I might add. The Mike NZ, he's come back again uh, an hour later or so. He's had uh, no energy or enthusiasm. It was like they weren't even trying. Then we've got HSV Raiders. Fuck the injuries, we're back, baby. Hash Raiders 2012. <laughs> and finally, we have Troy underscore 79. Great win. Warriors were soft like the Tigers, but we dominated the game in every aspect. This <laughs> <laughs> shit's getting out of hand. I love it. And I'd just like to add uh, SHS, SHS Mike, who was formerly known as uh, Solzy, the inventor of the term uh, Pashitic. He, uh, he got married on the weekend. Really? So uh, congratulations to him. Uh, valued contributor to the show to uh, a human yeah well why wouldn't he Sorry? what's he done to you he didn't even say, oh I actually did say something about Benji okay I'll see where it's coming from now mm. this guy has invented a term on the show yes so I think uh, you, know, you show him the fucking respect that's coming to him alright I just showed him the respect he deserves <sighs> tough crowd alright Newcastle Knights 
they were 14 defeating. That's why people hate me. Right. I got it. <laughs> yeah. The penny drops. That's why they kick you in the balls whenever they get the chance. Newcastle Knights 14 defeated the Parramatta Eels 6. It was up at Hunter Stadium in front of a crowd of just shy of 25,000 people. Oh, fucking Newcastle Knights, their points came through a double to the Uate Parte. Tyrone Roberts, two out of two, and a penalty goal as well for three goals total. And the Parramatta Eels, they had one try to Tim Manor, one conversion to Chris Sandow. The Twitter comments for this game, honestly, speak to the actual game itself. Didn't want to go through those first, because I don't have a lot of points. I'm just going to throw to Twitter on this game, because they say it better than we ever could. Okay. And there's a definite theme going through these Twitter comments, and I've got, I've got you know, over half a dozen here. Juno Yu, he's a Knights fan. The Knights-Eels match, the yearly Vuvuzela. Knights better win defense. <laughs> better, better win. Great defense. Mullen owned Moy Moy. It's like he's saying they better win, and then he's gone into the game and like, you know, they actually did. Whatever. Okay, um, Crawson. The Knights slash para game is brewing up nicely to be the Vuvu shit game of the round. Is that a new name? Look, it's, I don't, it must be someone who's changed their name because, I mean, that's some old school combination of, yeah. of, of terms and that there from the show. Clearly a listener. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. From a long time, you know, for a long time listener. Big Dan, 1985. He is a uh, Knights fan as well. This is the visual representation of constipation. Two teams straining to get the points out. We'll take the points. And then we've got Ricky T87. Can't recall ever watching a more pathetic flat game. This one should have ended at halftime. Hash Vuvuzela of the year. At Riz666, both of these teams should be suspended for the years for bringing the game into disrepute worse than Sharks <laughs> in New Zealand or Benji at 3am. <laughs> and then we've got uh, Phil underscore Staley uh, jumped in on that and said, as a massive league fan, I switched over to the AFL. That's an accurate match summary in my opinion. <laughs> and then Crawson came back again and said, easily more mistakes than points in the Knights para game. Another shit Sunday Channel 9 game. Hash, stop televising Parramatta games. <laughs> <laughs> That's a worthy hashtag. It is. And um, honestly, listeners, uh, thank you very much for your uh, your comments on that game because they honestly couldn't have said it better. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even going to read out any of my points from that game. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, cool. North Queensland Cowboys were smoked at home at Dairy Farmers by the Melbourne Storm, 42 points to 18. A uh, crowd of just over 20,000. Uh, they're in at half time, but... The total point scorers, let's go. Melbourne Storm, 42 points came from a uh, double to Kevin Proctor, double to Matt Duffy, double to uh, Will Chambers. Jason Riles got a try, that says it all. Ryan Hinchcliffe got one. Cameron Smith, 5 of 8 on the conversions. Defeated the North Queensland Cowboys. Their 18 points came from tries to Matt Bowen, James Tamo, and Gavin Cooper. Go Gavin Cooper, fantasy legend. And Thurston was 3 of 3 on the conversions. Well, as I said, the Cowboys were kind of in at halftime. I think it was about 16-12 at the halftime break. But... And they look like, even when the Storm skipped ahead a little bit early in the second half, the Cowboys came back again. And at that point, shut the gate. The floodgates opened. Yeah, when they... Jeez, they went to another level and the Cowboys couldn't go with them. Yeah. Um, that's no slur on the on the Cowboys. I think they were just ultimately outclassed on the night. Um, still, a, still a top eight side, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but, jeez, there's a chasm between the Storm and the rest of the comp at the moment. It really is. Um, I hate Brisbane are running yeah. second, but I think Melbourne have probably probably put you know beat them by at least two tries. Yep, at least. Um, as much as it pains me to admit it, I think Manly is probably the Storm's only worry at this stage, given that they they you know Manly own the Storm, uh, <laughs> having beaten them so convincingly, forty nil as we've heard once or twice on this show, um, and much like the Tigers with the Cowboys and numerous other grand final protagonists, 
over the years that the victor generally has that bit of uh, mental ascendancy over the, the opposition. So, um, yeah. I like the way you brought the Tigers into it, though. Oh, it's it's not okay for me to bring the Tigers into no, a positive spin yeah. where no, people do it. comment do it. on kick the Tigers when it's. I wasn't know, being sarcastic. Para. I wasn't being sarcastic. I was just saying. I was saying it was good. Yeah, you, know, you found a way to bring the Tigers. You're being a cock. And you no, know you were. no, I was not. But I mean, I think it's probably the only time this year on this show that you're ever going to be able to mention West Tigers and Grand Final in the same sentence. Please, I've done it every week. <laughs> okay. Um, do you have many? <laughs> From get- now on, puppy West Tigers will not make the. <laughs> but who knows. Cooper Cronk, masterful performance. That's um, actually who I brought into my side too. Cooper really? Cronk, yeah. For, did you call a press conference to announce it? I did. I did. Really? I did. Did Cooper Cronk call a press conference to announce his he, man he, in the match performance? He uh, he he called a separate press conference, yeah, to announce the same thing, and then another one after that to announce his man in the match performance. Yes, does love a press conference. He's going sensationally well though. Oh please! Like, he's killing it. I mean, like he's always been like you know, like Look, a high up until level. last week. I probably, I don't know. I, if, I think he's a bit of a uh, self-absorbed gronk oh, after yeah, well, his performance last yeah. week. But on the field, sensational! Oh, holy shit! Yeah, he's really coming to his own. I mean, like killing because he, he he was always if you took you know the um you know the big three down at the storm he's always you know the third guy. Mm. But now, you know, not so sure. Top of the pops. Top of the, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, Slater probably pips him, but yeah, Cam Smith pick your act up. Tigers yeah, he does need soon. to lift his game. Yeah. <laughs> James Tamau's try was uh, was pretty impressive towards was, death. It was one of those ones that was like Tony Williams away yeah. when he you know, runs over top of Billy Slater as he's wont to do. If, um, if a little meaningless as far as the result went, but yeah, but it looked fucking awesome when he's you know yeah. when he when he just rolled over the top of um, Billy Slater and then who was the poor bastard that just copped that massive don't argue in the in goal area? Was it Duffy? I'm not it sure. Might have been Duffy. Yeah. That was insane. just one of those barnstorming tries. It was just awesome to watch. Yeah, good good performance from the Storm. They just keep rolling on, as we say, week after week. Yeah, and I, you know, for the foreseeable future, really. I, mean, I can't really see things changing too much. I mean, they're going to get hit hard in origin period, of course, but yeah. uh, other than They've that... They've coped pretty well with that over the last few years, yeah. too, so... But they will. I mean, this year, for a fact, I mean, they are going to lose their best three players to origin. Yeah, and they I mean, may... Jason Rolls might get a run. <laughs> <laughs> and they may lose their backup hooker to origin as well, If you know, as we said earlier. So what are they going to do? Um, can I go over to Twitter now? Absolutely. Not a lot on Twitter. This one, at Bush Lemon said, the storm are over the cap. But it's not what they're paying their players, it's what they're paying the refs. Wow. And as me, personally, I don't see anything to argue with in the refereeing in that game. And the storm's too good. At Daniel Bird QLD, 3 p.m. schools out for Cowboys. Absolutely schooled by Melbourne. Hash undefeated. No asterisks needed. <coughs> <laughs> See, even that's a little subtle dig at you. It's just, it just keeps happening over and over. Yes. Um, that was it for Twitter on that it's game. Unfair, actually, really. Yeah, um, a lot of the general, uh, a lot of our sorry, uh, regular Cowboys contributors, quite silent. I yes, as you expect. Yeah, I mean it was a comprehensive defeat. Moving on to a Monday night foot bitch. Talk about resurrections. The mighty, no asterisk required, Manly Sea Eagles, 30, defeated the Penrith Panthers, nil. If only it could have been 40, that would have been made it better, but I'll take 30 nil. Um, Penrith, their uh, points came from nobody at all. They didn't score a single point, Glenn. Manly, though, oh, let me get the list going. Wolfman, he got two. Watmo got one. Matai got one. Jamie Bure got one. 
Jamie Lyon, three of five on the conversions, grabbed another two uh, penalty goals to boot. And fuck me, what a fantastic performance with late withdrawals of Kieran Foran and Brett Stewart to add to the already missing T-Rex and Glenn Stewart. Four internationals out, and you wouldn't have known. Um, Daly Cherry Evans. He's a fucking sensation. Could he be the revelation of the 2012 season as well? You know, <sighs> look. This, I mean, this, this still going to give you time says, for a second year syndrome this, to kick in. This commentator says yes. <laughs> You're a commentator now. La di da. I'm commenting on the game of rugby league, motherfucker. <laughs> home sweet home for Manly. They, they oh. come back to Brookvale. Um, that Gosford thing's got to end, surely. <laughs> Well, well, they won up there. Cross, Cross was great. We beat the West Tigers. I mean, nothing but good, nothing but love and fond memories up that way. But their record at Brookvale, why would you ever take a game away from there? Well, you know, cash, that's why. Anyway, man, the club in crisis. Need the cash. Yeah, well, I mean, it, well, you know, you say club in crisis, and we, we had a dreadful off-season. We're suffering a dreadful injury toll. Yet, here we are. The West Tigers being the ones with the smooth off-season. That's a club in crisis, my friend. <laughs> and you ever call me your and friend you know again? Penrith were woeful through the middle in this game. They had nothing. They got holes punched in them, like Talia Bacco style. <laughs> <laughs> That's sensational. Um, and Jason King was doing a lot of the punching. I mean, he's never a guy that you know is really known for his. Uh... No, he's a bit of a, a bit of a hard nose sort of guy, but he's he's. Hardly renowned for for being a for making meters in a game of football. <laughs> yeah. and I mean, and he's killed it the last couple of weeks. Absolutely killed it. And I mean, his post match interviews are always entertaining, slash, fucking nauseating. Um, Jamie Brewer, Ferris is sensational. Hot property. Where's his future position going to be nailed down? That. Well, coming yeah. off the bench, he plays a bit of hooker, a bit of five A, does a bit of kicking. Yeah, well, I mean, he's starting at the some moment. Runaway tries with T Rex out of the side, he's starting. Um, but yeah, uh, then he spent a, a fair fair whack of the time in at hooker because uh, Matt Ballin, as I said on Twitter, I mean, someone you know, one of the Penrith dudes, fucking cut him open with a ring pull from a Woodstock bourbon tin, and um, <laughs> and he was gushing out of a you know some, a wound somewhere around his eye socket region. So he had to actually, you know, they said it was somewhere. Uh, the manly staff said the, the cut was somewhere between a, a band aid and, and 35, 35 stitches. stitches yeah. yeah, it looked. I mean, like he, you know, he got kind of silence. He had he had running repairs done twice, and then eventually he just had to leave because he's just blood gushing everywhere. They couldn't stop it. So um, he spent quite a, a while off the field as well, which is another you know another representative level not player. Maddie, not Manny Ballin's face. I mean, why why would someone do that to that fucking sexy sexy man? Please, it's it's inhumane. It certainly is. I mean. You know who'd do that? Hitler. That's who'd do that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's probably Travis Burns. He's just about, he's, he may as well be Hitler. What a fucking grub he's become. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you just did that. Yeah, yeah, I went there. What a grub he has become. I remember when, when he was playing for Manly. What's that stupid rule you talked about that every argument becomes something um, relating to the Holocaust? What's yeah. that called? I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah. I know you smashed me with that once before. Yeah. And it stuck with me ever since because I knew that you'd come up with it when you had no other material and I could throw <laughs> it back in your face and here we are. I've got plenty of material though. Travis Burns though, I remember him being like a, a you know a wiry you know tough competitor, kind of long you know. Wiry? Uh, when was he ever wiry? We played for Manly. He wasn't, and obviously you know I don't want to you know let's put asterisks and legends all say over steroids. this, but you know. <laughs> You know, I, I suspect at some stage, you know, when he was when he was up, maybe up in North Queensland, he took up bicycle riding or something. I mean, he certainly knows how to ride the cycle. And now, <laughs> he's a fucking axe. And you know what? 
he's got the anger that only elevated levels of testosterone could could potentially cause. Absolutely. He's always been an angry dude, though. Well, he was he was I mean, like a he was a he was like a terrier sort I'm of. I'm not tough. saying don't test the man's urine, but he's always been angry. <sighs> Came in with the you know swinging arm. I'm not arm saying he hasn't got shrunken testicles, Nathan. I'm not saying that. <laughs> But I mean, putting putting late, you know, late, you know, hits like single leg takedown hits on Cherry Evans as he take kicks. Um, how was that not penalised? Yeah, they they just remember how they used to focus on that kind of well, probably last year. They have they these don't focal do points. It's a I, I don't know if I brought this up before, but it's a bit like when police say that they're they're, they're targeting seatbelts. So yeah. you can go as fast as you fucking want as long as you got your seatbelt yeah, on. Do it for it's three like weeks. the referees, you know. Yeah. Like okay, we're going to target scrums. Yeah. So all the shit play the balls and fucking. Tacklers taking out kickers' legs and stuff. Goes on. I'm not going to penalise those yeah. as as harshly as what we would otherwise if we were focusing on them. Yeah, they haven't they haven't policed that one taking you know out what? the kicker. Let's focus on the things that players are doing wrong in games. Every How time about we focus on that. I mean, look, you got you only got four fucking refs on the field and one up in the box. I mean, I think you can do it. But the thing is, I don't think they've really policed that rule after about a one-month sort of vicinity window. Yeah. You know, after they actually brought in the stricter rules on taking out kickers. So, yeah, um, not happy with you, um, <laughs> Travis Burns, but, you know, you didn't do fuck all anyway, so, yeah, yeah for your side. He did give uh, Lockie Coot a bit of a spray. That was as I was going off at half-time, half-time or something. Time, yeah, yeah spray. I don't know. He <laughs> picked it up was... and the camera said something like, are you fucking crazy or something like But what was, I mean, I couldn't match up what that was especially about because... Because the last... they, well, they were well behind, yeah, and obviously. The, but, and... but the last play of the half was like a, it was an attempted field goal or something. It was kind of charged down and like half charged down. And no, 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 no. No, it was... Um, I'm trying to remember what happened. They mainly kicked the ball. Oh, yeah. And then Lock and Coot retrieved the kick and started running it. And threw it wide, and then oh, all hell broke loose, and then, and then yeah. it was... Yeah. I can understand where he's pissed off, but do that shit in the change room, mate. But, you know, it's like, it's the last play before halftime or whatever, so... Yeah, I mean, if know. Manly Manly could have... In hindsight, it's easy to say it probably wouldn't have mattered, but... Yeah. In a, you know, in another game, in another life... Yeah. They put another try on there, it, it ices the game at halftime. Yeah. So... I guess 8-0 was enough at halftime anyway. Yeah. Um, God help Travis Burns if he plays with Benji Marshall. Geez, that'd be fire Games all locked up and chip over the top with no time left on the clock and give the ball back to the opposition. <laughs> Benji will wish he was at Maccas at 3am. <laughs> <laughs> um, the replacements. Dean Varro. All I've got to say about that is, mate, Brett Stewart, get your ass into into head office and uh, if they put a number you on a piece of paper... Sign grade contract as soon as possible. He signed because Varro did not put a single foot wrong and I mean it wasn't like it was an easy night at the office he had some difficult bombs under pressure to take he had some tackles that need to be made including that tackle on whoever the fuck it was where he had him over the line and miraculously some prevented guy. Yeah, some Penrith guy you know yeah, it's not important he didn't do anything like score a try but he saved it what was you know pretty much a certain try um, absolutely the guy was over the line looking to plant the ball and he stopped yeah, with his just, knee just incredible incredible tackle um, Matt I awesome as usual but sorry the other replacement the older for Liam Foran he was sensational I mean he had a scratchy the first kick of the night he did, he did a bomb that wasn't is it true great. he hasn't played first grade for three years yeah and even then it was only two games yeah that's right and that was his first grade debut for Manly fucking um, hell yeah and the um, he's a mark or of his family isn't he but um <laughs> like I said he came out more than like a minute earlier than Steve did or whatever. <laughs> but um, his first kick was, you know, the bomb was pretty scratchy. He didn't have any depth on it. But after that, his kicking, he was pinpoint. 
And I mean, he did his job, you know, as far as the passing game was concerned. I, it, it, he looked honestly, really good. Honestly, it may as well have been Kieran. Out. I mean, yeah, really, exactly. As far as Very similar style. Was, eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, and Tafu, I just want to just give him a wrap too because he shot out of the line at some point, absolutely poleaxed someone, a Panthers player. And I was sure it was Matai because, you know, it happened around that zone, but it mm. turned out to be another hitman out there. <laughs> Matai had a game too. He's fucking unbelievable. If they don't sign him up, I'll, you know, re-sign him, I'll be really disappointed. I understand that there's financial concerns, and uh, you know, we might not be able to offer him the money that he, you know, richly deserves. But I mean, that fucking dude would be one of my first picked for any team if I was a selector. I mean, the dude is just sensational. Gives us a hundred percent every time. If George Rose is still running around in reserve grade and Steve Maddow has to leave the club, fuck me. Yeah, I mean, let's just send George Rose to the fucking Tigers and just, you know, give that money to Matai. Seriously. <laughs> Do you have any comments to make on the game? Other than jealous ones, you know, that we won and you didn't. And, you know, you don't, you've forgotten what winning feels like. But other than that... I didn't have a single <laughs> comment like that to make. But, <laughs> fuck. No, I've already said Penrith are woeful through the middle. Yep. Um, and if they wide. play like that, it'll play probably play the Tigers into a bit of form if the Tigers can take the advantage of the opportunity presented to them, which I've shown no inclination to do whatsoever <laughs> in 2012. Uh, nice win at home. I think for Manly, we're, you know, playing at Brookvale probably um, overcome the adversity of, of having players absent. Um, you know, they played well off the crowd um, and they got stuck in early and, and took Penrith out of the game. And, you know, with troops returning, Manly's run probably starts now and, you know, all the bullshit you've been carrying on with for fucking six weeks can, um, you know... The whole thing about, you know, how we'll, be, come un- true. How we'll be unstoppable when we get our players back. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, Asterisk. it's not. I, mean, I have heard that um, that Brett Stewart, although he was a late withdrawal from the Monday Night Football game, he probably won't play this week. Uh, Glenn Stewart definitely won't be. And Kieran Foran's doubtful again as well. So, I mean, they're obviously playing a lot of silly buggers with, you know, how available those players were likely to be on Monday. Um, short turnaround, uh, but Saturday night at Brookie again uh, against the Titans. So, yeah, it might be a case of resting him as well. Um, Twitter. The trophy box says, Matt Ballin started at the Sea Eagles as one of the sexiest men of league. He's going to leave as the elephant man. <laughs> then we've got... Uh, That's so true. He doesn't deserve that. <laughs> and then we've got um, this, uh, someone who can only be described as a Penrith fan, I have to assume. It's our, our, our new friend, at Bring UFC to Oz, said, Jamie Buren needs to die. Sick of players lying down after they get brushed across the face. Hash Oscars. That's, of course, Jamie Bure after he got smashed with a swinging arm from Travis Burns that he was put on report for. And Bure actually had to leave the field of play. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and he, in fact, he mentioned his next tweet. He did mention what you said about Travis Burns. He said, uh, yeah, Travis Burns screaming at Lachlan Coote. Are you fucking crazy? At the end of the half. Sums up Penrith night so far. Now we move on to Troy underscore 79. Is this the Panthers or Tigers I'm watching tonight? The Panthers are so soft. <laughs> Another one again. The, the trophy box. Skivvy with a Bradbury. Referring to uh, Steve Matai's yes. try. And Cambo actually jumped in ex- a minute later as well and said that uh, Stevie may have scored, but I think little Stevie gets the assist. It rebounded off his tackle. On a blood buzz. David Simmons is like Justin Hodges and I Billy Slater. Cambo's rebounded off Stevie's tackle a little bit too in his imagination. I'd say so. David Simmons is like Justin Hodges and Billy Slater combined without any of the footballing talent. <laughs> Unhappy, unhappy night for David Simmons, but I mean, he is a very religious guy. If you've looked at his Twitter feed, I mean, he's super Jesus everything on Twitter. So, um, 
maybe you know Easter, maybe maybe Jesus had better things to be doing than look after Davy in this game. <laughs> I mean, because he did have a shocker. Um, at I mean, Min, apparently, if you relate every fictitious story you've ever read, yeah, Min was busy coming back from dead. Exactly. Like he could fuck about a bunch of blokes from Penrith. I was going to say, clearly he was on our side. Uh, at, Sorry? <laughs> well, hey, you know, we had to come back from three losses. Oh. <laughs> Not saying we were dead. I'll show you fucking resurrection, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> at Bring UFC to Oz, uh, Panthers summary. Forwards never showed up. Zero creativity in attack and a thousand mistakes. Even a wounded manly, way too classy. And then we've got uh, Ruby Precious said, 30 nil, stick that in your oak milk and drink it. Oh, she's so bitter. Yeah, she actually had another one that was far worse, and I just wouldn't repeat the language in there. Oh, I, she isn't share potty mouth. Because I've got to edit the show, and I just don't feel like finding that bleep effect. Yeah, she's, she's a potty mouth from my yeah. back. At Mickey T 1985 and I want your comment on this tweet. Inept performance by Penrith. Check. This is the one. Terrible refereeing didn't help the matter. Yeah. Can you see, explain to me what terrible refereeing Michael took place? Michael Tracy is the Nathan Gillis of the Penrith Panthers football club. So you're saying there's no pen, there's no refereeing issues there? Because I don't recall, honestly, I don't All recall, say either way, I don't recall anything. That it does like to bring refereeing to light on a consistent basis. Okay. Like every game. So what I'm was just a, saying. For, uh, for example, though, what was a, what would be a, a decision that would be a 50-50 call in this game? Honestly, I don't remember a thing. No, you probably wouldn't. Well, no. And I didn't care enough about the game too either. Because you know me, even if we I win... I do know you. You'll bitch about referees even when you don't have grounds. I'll bitch about referees even when we win 30 nil. If I feel that referees need to be... Because cause I'm, I'm not biased against referees. And I to just, be fair, I'm, I mean... I'm a crusader against it, In the eyes referees. of Manly fans, if it wasn't for those pesky referees, you would have won every game since 1947 by 40 points to nil. Exactly. It's referees the only thing that stopped you. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. 100% right. Mm. Okay. And he also said, DCE is a freak. Dave Simmons can see Jesus now. Useless. And Nita Beater came in. Only 18 tackles in the opposition 20, and we scored 30 points. Amazing. Well, I mean, David Simmons, I'm here for you, mate. They don't call me bored Jesus for nothing. Previews, first game this weekend, Friday Night Football. We kick off with the St. George Illawarra Dragons versus Newcastle Knights, rematching a match that we only had like six weeks ago. Hey, how does that happen? Poor scheduling. Exactly, exactly. Um, Dragons, I think this is going to be a really shit game. Well, you know, the Knights haven't really been clicking no. the way that... I mean, I can't say it's the way they should be because, you know, give it, it has only been seven weeks, you know, of, of Wayne's reign. But um, the Dragons... They've been very up and down. Which dragon side? I mean, they hit a, a, a fair vein of form uh, on consecutive weeks when they played you guys and then us. Then drop off again. Dropping a dropping a heap again. So I mean, I think the dragons yet again or once again will want to prove a point to Wayne. Much like the Broncos did when he first left there, mm-hmm. um, they'll turn up. I think they'll probably get away in a tight game and thoroughly unentertaining match. Matt Pryor is a centre. Yeah, apparently. Apparently, both Scots a second roller. Who knew? Yeah, I mean, it's strange. You know, if they need a centre, that you know, I mean, I guess they, Jamie Sowell's a first grader. Perhaps who knew that either? Knew I mean, his revelations, revelation, a palooza in this dragon side. You're 100 percent right. Exactly. Um, Dean Young still plays the game, didn't he retire? Oh, that's what I heard. Mm. Clearly, the knees are still good for another couple of weeks. No, what Dragons fans are whinging about? So, still playing. So, what is your prediction for this game? Uh, dragons in a tight one. Dragons in a tight one. 
you know, I'd like to tip the Dragons. Actually, no, I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. I, I just, I suspect it's, it's just hard, you know, when you get teams and teams have been a certain way for a certain period of time, and so you kind of dispose towards, you know, you're predisposed towards thinking that they're going to bounce back to that and be that again, and that's the Dragons, you know, being like they were under Wayne, when you know, obviously under Steve Price, they're certainly more up and down. It's also why I can't, you know, I have trouble tipping the Sharks all the time because you know, they, you know, they're always shit, and I can't believe truly that they're good yet. Um, this is a tough one. Um, you know, Jesus, stop believing in the Tigers' undefeated asterisk premiers real I've fast. Never had that belief. Never. That was you. That's you. I oh, never had that belief. Never. Always get us mixed up. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think the Dragons will bounce back because I mean they would have been pretty stung from losing to their arch enemies last week. Mm. Uh, I think that they'll be uh, better. And I, I, why Matt Pry is a better attacking option than both Scott, I'm not quite sure. I would have thought they were both, you know, pretty equally pretty as much poor. the same, you know. But yeah, I guess we'll see how the experiment goes. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm happy to tip the Dragons as well for this one. Next game, what else would be on Friday night? But a Broncos game. One that you'll be in attendance at, I'm, I'm sure. Yes, yeah, yes, okay. I will. Brisbane Broncos versus Canberra Raiders at Suncorp. Well. Terry Campisi. What about him? Cat's hair, if you will. Cat's hair? He Now he looks like one of those cats with no hair. <laughs> I don't know what they're called, but Mr. Bigglesworth. Yeah, I don't know what they're Could called be his either. new name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know if it suits him. He needs to go the whole razor. Don't yeah. just save it to a zero. Well, or I just one. think he's got an unfortunate head and nothing head really. Where? What's his manager doing? Genuine third party opportunity going yep. astray. Headblade. Yep. Dot com. Yep. Terry Campisi. You're welcome. Yeah, he's just got an unfortunate head. I don't think he could do anything about it, really. Well, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to improve his, his his overall looks, but at least we'll be convinced he doesn't have any hair. So still trying to lead us astray. But apart from that, I think the Broncos are going to beat the Raiders by about 24 points. Wow, by that much? Yes. Two young sides, both of them been uh, going fairly well lately. Raiders away from home, two, two up and down. They had their on game last week and they were pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, the Broncos, certainly at Suncorp, I think they'll be too good for them. You're probably right, actually, with their with their um, up and down and it is an off week for the Raiders and they're not a traditionally a side that travels that well. So, yeah, I'm happy to go with that. Broncos at home are you know fairly safe bet, I think, uh, you know, at least this stage of the season. Yep. The only game they have lost there this season is, was in the last minute or two, so they're not going too bad. Yeah, but I mean, that was terrible defence too. Shocking. Let's see him do that Okay. Fuck, even I'm doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Melbourne Storm versus the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs kick off Super Saturday, the 5.30 game. Well, you know, the Bulldogs are kind of up and down, and I don't think it matters. They're playing the Storm, they're going to lose. Storm are up and up. Yep, Storm uh, haven't had a hiccup yet, uh, no. haven't looked like losing a game yet, uh, haven't really been tested yet, and I don't think the Bulldogs are going to test them, quite frankly. I don't think so either. I think if there's ever a time where the Bulldogs could probably turn up and, and turn something around, then a team like the Storm you know, is a sort of match where they might do that, but I just don't think they have it in them at this stage of the season. I think the Storm will keep rolling on and, yeah, I mean, something's got to happen take their premiership points away. I can't have this. No, I'm happy. I mean, yeah, I'm happy for them to do what they want. You know, early in the season, as long as they're not there on Grand Final day, all good. Um, just on the Bulldogs, are you afraid of facing them in, on Grand Final day? What a no, revelation! No, actually, I'd, I'd love to face them on Grand Final day, but you know, it's just better to get rid of them early. You know, because they're actually a team yeah, that could like make a game of it. No, they could make a game of it, and like I just like to win things by massive margins. Forty nil, if you will. Well, yeah. Well, actually, 
get them in there because let's face it, they're going to go to water the second they see us as their opponents. Now, the thing I wanted to bring up here is that with the Bulldogs on the footy show on the weekend, I don't know if you saw because you were camping, but they mentioned the, the nickname of James Graham. And it is one of the most sensational fucking nicknames I've ever heard. This is a nickname that he's acquired since he's been in Australia with the Bulldogs. And here it goes. His nickname is Booper. Why is it Booper? Because he looks like the unhealthy version of Aiden Tolman. (laughs) (laughs) What genius. Clearly, Joel Romolo, the Ottoman, has come up with that. It's got to be. He's the only one with enough genius to be able to come up with it. it That is going to go into the Hall of Fame, I reckon. And he would have given him that nickname and he would have said, James... You'll like that nickname, or I'll do to you what I did to Trent fucking Waterhouse. Yeah, we'll take it James back James is happy to take it on board. Loves it. <laughs> Calls himself Booper. Got a t-shirt made and everything. Just honestly, one of the, one of the finest fucking nicknames I've ever heard in my I life. I love it. And uh, yeah, it's just a shame it's his Bulldogs, because I mean, it's probably the best thing I'm going to say about him all year. Just sensational work. Okay, let's move on to the Sydney Roosters versus the North Queensland Cowboys playing in all places, Darwin. Yeah, Northern interesting. Territory. Just going to be hot as a motherfucker up there at this even this Rugby time league hotspot, pardon the pun. Yeah, literally, literally. Um, so there's going to be more flies in attendance than fans. But yeah, Roosters scrappy game. Cowboys clearly they'd be used to the weather's not going to trouble the the Cowboys at all. I mean no, they're trained and playing it you know all the time. Um, and they'll be smarting after their loss to the the Storm. And although it was a, a big lo- a big loss, it wasn't as big as the loss that the Roosters had to the Storm either. No, I think the Cowboys have got this one fairly. Oh, I, fairly th- I think so. I think they'll handle the conditions better. I think that they were good enough for for large parts of the game against the Storm, despite the scoreline to. to to be too good for the Roosters. So. Yeah, and the Roosters love a scrappy game, but you know I don't yeah. think the Cowboys are going to get drawn into that too easily. No. no. So I think Cowboys are a fairly safe bet, actually. One yes. of the One of the more uh, locks, I guess, of the round. I'm with you. Okay, moving on. Speaking to of locks of the round. Match of the round. Mighty Manly Seagulls versus the Gold Coast Titans at Brookvale again. It's a 7.30 game there on Saturday, Super Saturday. Um, now, the Seagulls, they've named... Uh, you know, Brett Stewart in one. They've named Kieran Foran. Um, no Glenn Stewart named at all, but I'm, what I'm hearing is that Brett Stewart and Kieran Foran aren't guaranteed of playing, and in fact, they, you know, possibly won't. So I guess we'll see. And I've, I've got, and you've got Dean <laughs> Aren't Barrow, guaranteed but, of playing. In fact, they possibly won't. Yeah, in fact, they probably won't, I should have said. Um, you've got Dean Vare there. He's uh, named on the bench. They've got Daniel Harrison in 18th, where, you know, Vare's probably, you know, he's named in 17th, but... You know, I suspect that he'll be playing the fullback position, and they'll bring Harrison in as he's been for the last couple of weeks. Um, Is that the ranger? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And Vic Morrow, he's been named uh, in, as a starting lock. Wow. So um, there you go. Jamie Buren in the second row. Yeah. Liam Fulton of the Manly Warringah Seagulls, undersized yeah. second rower. Except he can play. Except he can play the. Oh fucking! Hang on a second. Roles. Hang on a second. Okay, I just you want to say You can say what this. you want about the West Tigers. You can lay the slippers into Adam Blair at yeah. every opportunity. Yep. And whilst I won't like it, I'll cop it. But I will not cop yep. you doubting Liam Fulton's footballing ability. Nathan, right. you've overstepped a mark. I just, just want to say one thing about Jamie Bura. What's that? He's better than Liam Fulton. <laughs> <laughs> well... That was that's basically the meaning of what I was going to say. But the actual words I was going to say, I was just going to say that Jamie Bureau in a preliminary final has never thrown an intercept in extra time to lose his side the match, and therefore their chance to contest the finals. Touche. 
Yeah, I was wrong. It didn't. They didn't lose their ability to contest the fight. If ever the, the Gold Coast the Titans were going to break a five-game losing streak, I uh, and you listed the the, the different scenarios mm-hmm. in which they could do that, mm-hmm. and Manly at Brookvale <laughs> would probably be at the bottom of the list yeah. of possible scenarios in which the Gold Coast Titans could s- snap a five-game losing streak. There's two ways they could do it. One against the West Tigers at Skill Park. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, well, anywhere, but um, <laughs> fucking anywhere, Timbuktu anyway, doesn't matter. No, the, the, there are two ways that the Titans can win this game. One, if they force Scott Prince out and force him to retire, and oh, announce his retirement this week. The other way, on. I can't listen to him anymore. The other way is if they force Luke Bailey to retire <laughs> and, and make him do a retirement speech. But yeah, other than that, you know, Titans are a chance. <laughs> Massive chance to He's lose thirteen a smug plus. Prick. Yeah, I think Manly you got this convincingly. Yeah, hopefully we can do this one forty nil because I fucking love forty nil and I just love saying it and I love winning by forty nil. And we beat Panthers thirty nil, so surely the Titans are forty nil. At least. Next. The Warriors. We're moving on to Sunday games here. The Warriors versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh this one takes place over in uh New Zealand, Mount Smart Stadium, of course. Uh Warriors, you know, rocks and diamonds. They've been rocks, you know, this year pretty much. Um, Rabbitohs, they've been reasonable form. I mean, they're starting to actually, you know, work into a bit of form. Injuries, of course, you know, strike them every other week. Yeah. But, you know. They're handling it as well as any other team in the comp. And, you know, if they, you know, do the dogs, you know, they'll do the Warriors the way they're going at the moment. I mean, the only concern is perhaps, you know, the fact that they're away from home, but... True. Kevin Locke comes comes back into the Warriors side. I think the Warriors will bounce back in this game, being at home. I think they'll turn up for their home fans this week and, and uh, win a tight game against the Rabbitohs. I think the Rabbitohs will be far from embarrassed, but um, I just think at this stage of the season, they're not ready to start stringing long lists of wins together, and I think the Warriors will, will bounce back with a better performance. Guys like Maloney and Mateo have to start fucking pulling their weight too. Yes. Quite frankly. Okay. Agreed. Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. Oh, my God. Cronulla Sutherland Sharks plus Parramatta Eels plus Toyota Stadium equals what, Glenn? Vivazella. I hope not. Maybe the Sharks. now the Sharkies used to be on the suit of feds before the game. Tables are turned. Now they each pop a packet of Fisherman's Friend before the game. Okay. Peps them up. I've been slapped in the face with a fish by a spandex-clad woman. And that'll be enough to pep them up to get over the eels. Matthew Wright, trying to replace Nathan Gardner in fullback position. Yeah, interesting selection. Um, can't believe they didn't pick John Morris at fullback. I mean... Versatile player. Very versatile. I mean, the man can play any position in the, in the, in the team. One of the greatest. One of the greatest versatile players the game's ever seen. Yeah. Even oh. with yeah. John Morris in the side. Yeah. He's at hooker. Yeah. I think Cronulla will still beat Parramatta. Quite convincingly, I might add. You'd think you'd think they would because I mean at the moment the Sharks, I mean, they're not spectacular in attack, but their defence is in order. Yes. And they're you know, they're completing sets and doing that kind of thing and getting into the grind and that's something that would frustrate the Eels no end because they're playing so loose at the moment you know by comparison perhaps Chris Sandow could go on the Fisherman's Friend diet 
and lose his customary four kilos, as advised by Peter Sterling. Perhaps he and could. lead the Parramatta Eels victory. Looking at the uh, Eels side, I um, can't see a lot of difference. I mean, Essie Tonga looks like he's come in. Yes. Um, but other than that, pretty much the same bunch of Gronks. It hasn't gone that great this season. Mm, agreed. Sharks continue the winning streak. Who'd have thunk it? And the Sharks absolutely will dominate them, but win by probably, you know, no more than 12. Okay. Because, you know, their defence will hold. Um, and it's funny, you know, you look at the Dragons. The Dragons couldn't score a point against them. What are the Eels going to do? Mm. Yeah, the Eels could play the Sharks every day for three weeks. Yep. And maybe not score a point. Yeah. Yep. Unless they knocked over a field goal. Yep. All right. Crucial game. The Channel 9 game, the 4 o'clock game, of course it is. the 3 o'clock, the Penrith Panthers. Why would it be? Most entertaining team in the competition. Versus the West Tigers. Playing against the West Tigers. <laughs> Penrith <laughs> Panthers versus the West Tigers at Cenebet Stadium at Penrith. Tim Moulton, a.k.a. Tel Aviv, keeps his fullback position. <laughs> uh, Joel Reddy comes back from injury, plays in the centres. Blake Ashford still in purgatory on the bench. I wonder what Ashford did. I mean, he played like shit, but I mean, like, usually that's, what that's he like did. one week. Nathan, you summed it up in a nutshell. Yeah, but usually it's like, we, well, yeah, they went so well last week without him. You know what I, mean? I don't know why he was the fall guy, though. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, Benji needs to be, you know, maybe he needs oh, to Oh, whoa, hey. Hey. You can't play 10 minutes of football in a fucking 80-minute game, mate. He needs to learn that. Matter of fact, he can, and he does, and he will continue to do so. All right. Uh, look, it's moot. I can never tip against the Tigers, so... I think they'll win. If they don't, I'll have the beard next week as well. Yeah, I'm just I'm just really torn about the result of this game. I mean, because on one hand, you've got the West Tigers, who are a terrible football side. But then, <laughs> but, but then you've got the Penrith Panthers. I mean, like, to not get a point on Monday night? Yes. You know, I mean, the Panthers will be hurting from that big loss. One of the worst losses I've ever had. Uh, I think it was the third biggest flogging that we've ever given them. Mm. Um you know, I want Ray Cashmere on the bench for the Tigers. <laughs> Apparently, he starred on the weekend uh, for, in New South Wales Cup. Why wouldn't he? Matt Bell, um, career front rower. Yeah, playing lock, play? lock for the West Tigers in place of Chris Huntington. Um Anyone that's playing lock for either the Power Main Right Eastwood Tigers, um, Western Suburbs Magpies, or the West Tigers under twenty side, feel pretty hard done by. You probably wonder what you got to do. Yeah. Um, you know, you're playing lock. That's your position. You're going okay. Tigers struggling. Probably need to change things up a little bit. Certainly done that uh, by playing a front rower. Matt Bell may as well play fullback. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. But in Sheens, you trust. In nothing, nothing against Matt Bell. He's gone just fine since he's come to the Tigers in his limited opportunities. Probably not a lock forward. So, if I could be so bold so would as you to like say to that a career front rower that's played every fucking minute of every game that he's played in his career <laughs> in the front row is not a lot forward. I'm, you know. Do you want to offer up a scoreline? 8-6. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so no one in, in a tight situation like that, no one would even dream of a field goal? <laughs> no, no, I'd try. Right. No, it'll knock oh, one is, over. That is why I get him, okay. Um, Benji with a penalty goal to win it yeah. after I mean, a Travis Burns high shot. I mean, Panthers, Panthers tend to win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Tigers lose one, lose one, lose one, lose one. So, you know, maybe it means the Panthers turn to win too. It's really, it's hard to pick. I mean, Tigers should, I mean, you know, you look on paper, the Tigers should win. Uh, it'd be they a really glorious, should. glorious return to form for the Tigers. 
yeah, their okay. 8-6 victory. That is full time for episode number 82. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We're on Facebook, as you all know, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Had a bit of a surge of Facebookians. How many have we got now? 860 something something. Okay. Something 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 something. I really want to get to 1,000. We should give, like, you know, like when we get to 1,000, we fuck should just thousand. give a shirt. We should be at 2,000. What the fuck? Yeah, we should, but I mean, 1,000 is the next kind of big milestone. So maybe when we get to 1,000, we should, like, we'll pick one of the people from the 1,000 followers and give them a shirt. That's what I reckon. I agree. So that's what's at stake. We hit a thousand, get a shirt. So if you're holding out one of you last hundred and thirty odd people, get on board and uh, hit that like button. Now iTunes. Through the week, one of our listeners, Matt McLeod, who is uh, in England, he mentioned that you know, he'd put a review up for the show, and that perhaps we should check iTunes stores in other countries for reviews. And um, all I can say is, I apologise to um, pretty much every listener of the show overseas because when I went to the English iTunes store, there was, you know, a dozen reviews there or something like that that we'd never seen. So I thought, okay, I'll check the US store. Three there, never seen. Yes. New Zealand store, close to a dozen. The biggest revelation was when you went to the Namibia iTunes store. And 400 reviews. People of the good people of Namibia. Yeah. Have long-suffering people in Namibia, I might add, through drought and famine. Have they? Have they, Glenn? They <laughs> <laughs> have. Um, I'm very well versed on the history of uh, of Namibia with their struggles with poverty. And getting um, five tries scored against them by Lloyd Dekiri in his last true great try-scoring effort of his fucking career. I mean, and that, that, that only tells part of the story of their suffering. <laughs> I mean, if I had the time, which I clearly don't, I'd tell you, I'd, I'd regale you. With tales of okay. my travels to Namibia. All right. But alas, I'll just say I apologise to the people of Namibia for not acknowledging their contribution to the iTunes store. Okay. By way of their reviews of this, this, this podcast, which they so dearly love. And as an apology, I'm going to give you a rendition of the Namibia National Anthem. Wonderful, I can't wait. Go on then. <laughs> that was fucking atrocious. <laughs> it was in their native tongue. Okay. I wouldn't expect you to understand it because you're not as up on the suffering of the Namibian people as I am. If they have to listen to that too often, I mean, there's a lot of fucking suffering. Now, uh, some of these reviews, I mean, it's, they, they date back to, you know, when we first started doing the show. It's incredible. Um, it's a horrific, horrific oversight on our part. Yeah, so I would just like to apologise to uh, Jonesy58, FC Rich Armchair Warrior, Chris underscore Free, White Pie, Rowan Edwards, Bluntman768. Well, actually... We're the ones from this year. So, uh, Matt McLeod, he's the one that um, alerted to us. Uh, Five-star review, Death by Awesome. If you like rugby league and have a sense of humour, This Week in League is probably the only podcast you'll need. Nate and Glenn's natural banter is very funny, bordering on hysterical sometimes. After listening to a few episodes and getting to understand some of the in-jokes and player nicknames, it only gets better. The banter continues on Twitter, and Twill Nation is pretty damn fun to be a part of. Highly recommended. Can't say enough good things about it. Download it now. That's Jesus. a tremendous review. Um, and then we've got one here. That's uh, the sort of thing we should have mentioned long before now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, this is a funny one from Bluntman768. This was uh, from the 5th of March this year. Top NRL review. Yet he only gave it four stars, and I think I'll, we'll figure out why from this, uh, uh, the content of his review. Excellent weekly review of the NRL. Knowledgeable, one-eyed, humorous, spiteful, and disdainful of all things English. <laughs> Great fun for someone who loves the NRL, but can't get to see the games. Plenty for both the casual listener and enough running gags for the regular to go along with. The only podcast I download as soon as it comes out, Go Wests. Sorry, Nate, in brackets. Legend. Legend. Don't apologize to this idiot. Hey. What were you thinking? Hey, you leave it. You leave it. You leave Blunt Man alone. Don't you try and fucking bully him, all right? Now, um, the Americans uh, haven't had a review for uh, a very long time there, but in fact, um, one time co host of this show, uh, people remember back in the day, uh, Doug uh, from very early in our first season, uh, Doug had left a review in uh, June last year and it ended up on the US store. So. There you go, and he's uh, he's called us the next Roy and HG, and uh, or the next Gus Gould and Rabs Warren. So, uh, how dare you, Doug? Yeah, how dare you, indeed. What were you thinking? Um, and then the other thing that we saw is that uh, didn't think to do this until uh, just before the show tonight. Opened up the New Zealand store, and um, a ton of reviews on the New Zealand store. So thanks very much, Kiwis, as well. Um, uh, nothing this year, but we do have one uh, that was. Must have been right at the end of last season from well, someone named. I mean, uh, anyone familiar with the history of New Zealand? I mean, you really need to know your world events. New Zealand was clearly deregistered as a country before this year. Okay, around the time that uh, Pluto was deregistered as a as a planet. Yes. Okay, so uh, we got shortly uh, after they lost the grand final. <laughs> <laughs> and we have one here from uh, from Simon Flores, uh, a league freak fest, five stars. Love listening to the Gronskys on this podcast. Smooth talking, well educated, intelligent. Nope, that's the other one. Really, you should listen to this. Never fails to make me laugh, even though it's sometimes at them, not with them. Love having these guys whisper in my ear at night. Cheer, bro. <laughs> Cherbro. So so I I didn't realise the Cherbro thing was happening back then like in last season. I thought that was something we kind of busted out, you know, coinciding with Adam Blair moving Maybe over it's here. just a Kiwi thing. Maybe well it is not. it is a it is a Kiwi thing, but I thought he might have been making What does it mean? It's like cheers. Is it? Yeah. You know that? No. Nah. There you go. Now you know. Okay, let's move along to tipping. Oh fucking shocking week. I don't know what I got. I didn't bother looking, but I dropped from thirty eighth to fifty first. And um, the only thing that made me feel better is the fact that you dropped from 88th to 90th. Of course I have. So Am I above Kyle? Uh, I, I have a feeling he might have scraped above you this week. Ah, to be honest. Um, He'll so keep yeah, the top, the top five as we go, we've got uh, Andrew Smyrniotis on 33 points. Three-card magic trick on 32 points. Katrina Smith still up there on 31. Todd Hasthorpe, 30. And Skinny has dropped to... Uh, he's on 30 as well, but he's dropped down to fifth position. So, um, wow. I won't start making my charge until the Tigers start winning games. <laughs> yeah, that'll give you one extra, tip, one extra tip per week. Uh, fantasy. I got 1,134 points. You got 989 points this yeah. week. Um, building slowly. And once again, you were defeated. <laughs> so your team named undefeated. Yes. Still must wear the asterisk <laughs> because it's, uh, yeah. I, you, you may go through undefeated asterisk all season. The it's becoming a thing. <laughs> it's, it's a thing, all right. And, of course, uh, as we said, our shop. You still got some stock of the Revelation shirt, hats, stubby coolers. Hit up this week in league.com forward slash shop to grab that gear. And, of course, each item that you buy is packed lovingly and included in your package is our eternal love and gratitude. Yes. 
You can't see it or hold it. No. But trust me, it's in that it's in that special place. A special note what? Oh, well, I mean, it's, in, in, it's tailor-made, custom-made for the individual listener. A special note? Mm. Okay. Cool. It says, oh. thanks. <laughs> Go to the Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh, that's what I should do. I mean, random orders, I should just stick bits of West Tigers merchandise from my members back in there. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just give them to me. I gave you the, the cooler bag thing. Yes, thank you. So you can keep your premiership aspirations on ice, as it were. That joke's already been made. Thanks. Yeah, but I'd I'd like to do it every week. Anyway, I think we've both done enough Tigers bashing for tonight, and that should do us. All right. Until next week. Yes. (laughs) When there's even more Tigers bashing to come when they lose to... This is Bald Jesus and his idiot disciples signing off. Who's your disciple? You. Follow me. Follow me around. There's Nate. Breaking my bread. (laughs) Eating my fish. (laughs) That sounds drinking my wine. That sounds that sounds vaguely sexual. <laughs> I, I would like to inform you that I am not in the least bit interested in eating your fish. <laughs> Whatever floats your raft. I'll have you know. See you next week. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.